I once sucked the chrome off of a ball hitch. <laughs> that is the worst thing you have ever said. <laughs> Welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits. Who? Here at the Recycle Garage. Ah! In <laughs> sunny Santa Cruz, California. Where's that in? <sighs> California? It's going to be one of those nights. No, it's not. It's already it's been one of those nights. I am perfectly loaded right now. <laughs> just, just the right amount. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Sorry. This is Liza, and I have a chrome ball hitch. It's not chrome anymore. <laughs> wow. Oh, in the room with me tonight, we've got Joe. I don't have anything witty to say. That's okay. Hey, Joe. Thought my mic was off. No, you're on the a mic. The truth is, nobody has anything witty to say over here. All right, next to that, we've got Isaac. Hey. You see, you guys see what a low bar is being set? Hey. <laughs> but now the bar is about to be raised. Next to that, we've got Miss Emma. Hello, darlings. I don't have a chrome ball hitch. Where's <laughs> <laughs> me now? Running the, running the board tonight. <laughs> That's we, for you to guess, darling. Yes. <laughs> running the board tonight, we've got Bagel. Damn, that is a sweet earth, you might say. Oh, fuck yes. I yes. get that one. That is yes. very obscure. That's good Bar's about to go down. Fuck you. <laughs> Next up, we've got Cat. But I am late tired. <laughs> <laughs> but then take a nap. Engine fires and missiles. <laughs> Dude, okay. that's old school. Fucking, that was like, like circa '98. Like old school. That in my video heart. is yeah. one of Classic. the only two yeah. things. Is like one of the only two good things my ex gave me. Oh, I remember seeing that. Was that on, video like, and funny a drink junk called in the two, like the, the early 2000s. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> on the classy girl couch tonight. Hey, fuck you. I'm still on the classy girl couch. You didn't introduce me. I am on the classy girl couch for the record. Damn Continue. Stupid. Okay. Did you get it all out? You nah, good? I'm still bitter. Yes, okay. <laughs> 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 on the classy girl couch tonight with Kat, we have M.A. Cruise hard. If you're not hard, you're not doing it right. Oh, okay. that's, good. Yes, sir. Ooh, that's a good one. Yes, sir. Also on the couch tonight, we've got Andrew. My wife, she likes to talk after sex, so she called me from a hotel room and says, hey, I don't respect you. <laughs> Just let that simmer. I'm just going to let that play out. <laughs> Yeah, I knew there was a little more gas in the tank. I like, I like how there's just like a mysterious backstory to this. Nice. And then we have Knock. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing fine, thank you. How you doing? Very good, thank okay. you. Okay. I'm a little sick. <laughs> yeah, but it makes That's why you're all great. alone on that side of the room. <laughs> so for the people at home... Uh, Everybody's on the other side of the room. <laughs> it looks like a panel interviewing Knock. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, by the window yeah. by myself because I'm contagious! <laughs> That's it. All right. Sorry. So, hey, let's talk about um, what we've been doing this week. And I'll start. Thank you. Yes. Um, you know, yesterday I um, I went down to see the, uh, the Spring Classic at Laguna Seca. Mm, nice. Oh, this thing was awesome. <laughs> Mm -hmm. You know, and yeah. um, 
I went down with a bunch of people through uh, Arwen Rich's group, and it was because they announced that even though this is a car event, that they were going to have classic bikes doing a demo lap kind of thing, you know? So that was enough for us. Like, yeah, I'm in. Oh, wait, a demo lap? Well, I mean, they did a bunch of laps. No, they did a bunch of laps, but they were uh, vintage super bikes. Okay, there there wasn't racing or nothing in there, was there? Oh, they were sort of racing. But it wasn't official. It was not. It, there was no like official, uh, you know, winner. And they had it, all different sizes of bikes. It, it out wasn't. There. It wasn't rubbing racing. Everybody. It wasn't rubbing racing. It was like older dudes trying to relive their glory days racing. But the uh, the spring classic is really cool. So it's um, all these uh, vintage race cars and dragsters, yeah. and we're talking. I'm, I mean, we're talking. There was, um, uh, uh, what do you call the thing that goes in circles? Uh, the thing that goes around a, a the track. carousel? A bull. No, no, the racing, it goes in circles. Flat oh. track. No, the cars. NASCAR. NASCAR. NASCAR, thank you. NASCAR. Uh, yeah. Totally took a while to get there. Well, technically, Sometimes they're they go, going in an oval, you know. Sometimes they go in ovals, yeah. Right, right, right. Um, so there was like old NASCARs there. There was the old, the ones that look like, um, looks like a cigar with just the wheels sticking out, you know. Like Speedway. Uh, then there was the, is it Grand Prix? Uh, Formula One, like all that kind of shit there. Um, what, uh, what vintage were these? But uh, oh, these vehicles? were '60s and '70s and '80s. I want to say. Uh, let it gas vehicles. Mm. Where all the crazy people are. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, sounds pretty. cool. Just to see these cars go by and them starting them up. And there were there was also the classic race cars like um, you had the Fiat Fiat five um, tens. I think Is that, no two ten two ten. I don't know. No, 510. Yeah, the Fiats and the Porsches and all that out there, the Alphas, um, and uh, yeah, all these different categories. And Wait, we're, we're a motorcycle podcast, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> More gatekeeping. That's what I'm saying. I got, I, got, I got a little autosexual, but you know what was really awesome? The pit bikes. I was foaming over pit bikes. Yeah. <laughs> like some of them had custom pit bikes to match their cars. Some of them were, there were like dudes on like PW50s and Trail 70s nice. that were like Is, beautiful. What's a pit bike? Um, what? At racetracks, people take a small scooter or bike for just tooling around the track. Oh. Fun. Or not the track, They're but the paddock on. area. Those things that yeah. the guys who crash get pulled back on? <laughs> no. No. No? no. Those no, are no, no. like ruckuses. No, this is like... Yeah, they're um, scooters. They're vintage, yeah. small displacement, motorcycles. Really I, Isaac, uh, when you go to a track day, a lot of the times they stage you in uh, an area where... There's great distance between you and the actual track, uh-huh. and so some people need to just traverse to like the bathroom or whatever, and they uh-huh. either do it with a pedal bike or a scooter or whatever. And you know, yeah. some of the larger circuits and um, Laguna Seca is one of them. The yeah. actual pit area itself, it's right you center. know, it's quite a distance to walk around. So if mm-hmm. you've just got a little motorbike. Just jump on it and ride around. Yeah, so annoy people. I was taking pictures of pit bikes and like just enjoying them. Um, and they had drag uh, cars there, like uh, Big Daddy Don Garlitz mm-hmm. was there. Swamp Rat. Um, all these cars, but there was this 
Dude, they but they were ancient guys. Like these are old guys. Uh, she so she showed me a picture and it it he quite literally looked like they had like wheeled him out of the retirement home. <laughs> yeah, wow. no, really. Uh, and he was just like there. I want to be that guy when I get old. Though. Just living. like a right? fucking mummy, like driving a car. Let me tell you, that's what it looked like. Hundred miles an hour, you know. Every buffet in town was suffering yesterday because <laughs> no one showed up. They were at the racetrack. Um, and oh, there was this awesome moment though. This old man, he like, they, he squeezed himself into this big drag racer, and so. I was wondering because there is no straight section of track. I'm like, what are they here yeah. for? Yeah, they were right. just crawling in and starting it up for the crowd. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's it. So this guy gets in and everyone starts to huddle around it because, oh, this is going to be exciting. Those drag cars, those engines. This thing was like a 23-cylinder. I don't know. It was huge. It was huge. Um, uh. And he gets in there and they, they prime it all up and he starts it up. And it's like... Sh- Screaming, and then all of a sudden there was a pow, and the car lurched forward towards the group, and he he braked and stopped. It's like what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? He almost killed people. Turns out <laughs> a valve got stuck, and I guess gas blew into the um, supercharger yeah. or the blower or something, yeah. and blew it up. No, and that saying. explosion propelled the car forward. Just what the shockwave? When it wasn't exhaust. in gear, it was not in gear. Just that explosion. Yeah, so propelled just firing. Was this one like one of those top fuel cars? Yes. Ridic- oh my god, those are insane. Yeah, okay, the long so, ass uh, drag the cost, uh, the cost of like one of those races to the engine is like like thousands of dollars, isn't it? Did you you, oh, yeah. you replace clutch plates, pistons? Yeah, uh, spark plugs after bearings. A run. Like after it's one run, it's like they, like a they, top fuel dragster. One run, you have to replace parts. Yeah, like yeah. like it's major parts. Thing. It's more like you rebuild yeah. the engine. Oh yeah, there's a, there's an internet totally video that Not, shows how much fuel those things consume. Oh fuck, I it. saw this. Yeah. It's got like a clear. It shows it in idle, and then it shows yeah. it down a run, and it looks like it's just it's nuts. dumping buckets of that shit. Yeah. What, anyway, what did they use again? Uh, nitromethane. Oh, uh, okay. assuming that sh- this is what it was, but yeah. So what? we need to have a top fuel beer chugging competition? Why yeah, not? that sounds good. Yes. <laughs> if you chug that shit, you just Wait, die. What, what, what were you going to say, Emma? <laughs> no, I, I, I was going to say, not dissimilar to your 650 yeah. Yeah. that needs to rebuild. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's true. <laughs> I went and saw Isn't cars that this weekend, too. just fuel into the sump, though? <laughs> well, it's, it's what it is. It's like, uh, apparently after a run... What's going on over there? I'm just showing him videos. Are, are you showing tracks, naked pictures of me? Those are for private purposes. No, he'd be giggling if I was. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. No, gotcha, bitch. Um, anyway, any, sorry, go ahead. Anyway, I had a great time there. Yeah. There was motorcycles. There were cars. The motorcycles that were racing were like the first year... Um, What's the one that's so ugly? Is it the high Katana. No, the Katana. Katana. The first year Katanas. The Katana. There was um, (laughs) all the 16-valve monstrosities, like the GS-1100 and and the CB-900Fs. Those old Katanas. But then there were also some like uh, (laughs) CB-350s out there. Uh, We're actually keeping up with the big bikes. They, at least in the uh, corkscrew, they were. Um, Wait, did you get a parade lap on the track, or what's? No, I did not. Oh, you did. Okay. Uh, these were the bikes that were the demonstration vintage uh, super bikes mm. that were out there. Um, Any two strokes? No, there wasn't. There was one Moto Guzzi, one little Ducati, mm. 
but mostly it was like the uh, Suzuki's and the oh and some GPZs or actually no pre GPZ KZ. Oh wow! Yeah, cool. Um, so it was really cool seeing all the all the cars and the motorcycles that you know their heyday is past, but these old guys are still loving on them keeping them repaired and taking them to things like this and racing them somebody has to shit's cool man yeah oh it was really cool to see them and and you could just walk up and down the pits and see these cars coming and going and uh oh yeah what was your parking situation like because like (laughs) this is you're telling me the story and it was so i've been burned before at laguna seca Uh where they um they make you out of here joe Oh, I'm out of here. All right, see they don't know what to do with motorcycles a lot of time, and so I was like, "All right, I, I got this." Yeah, especially like at car events. Really, Laguna Seca is that car centric? Uh, yeah, well, sort of ish. They have things where they make you pay for the good parking, yeah. And if you don't, they send you to outer <laughs> lots, even yeah, though the good parking like is empty. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, and I've been—they've made us park one time on a grass field with gopher holes, and bikes kept falling oh, over dude, I remember into that. each other. They were—it <laughs> was bullshit. Wow. So, um, puck. so I'm leading the group, and we go in, and they're directing us. You know, go this way, go this way, go this way, and I just—I'm like, where's the motorcycle parking? I don't know. Just keep going this way. Where's the motors? I don't know. Just keep going this way. And we finally get to the big lot. They're parking everyone. And all the cars, they're pushing onto the grass closer to the infield. I said, where's the motorcycle parking? He goes, well, you can park back here by the road on the asphalt. Like, I'm not fucking hiking all the way in from out here. So I'm like, well, can I just, I, and I just start to point, can I just, and I just rode away. Yeah. <laughs> and my group followed me. And because I could see down at the end of the parking lot, there were some cars. And mm-hmm. then I saw a thing that said vendor parking. So I'm just going to keep going, <laughs> keep going. And I'm taking the road along the inside of the track. And I just kept going until we got to the on the road where it's at the bottom of the stairs that take you on the bridge over to the oh, yeah. pit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, oh, this looks good. Yeah. <laughs> so we just parked right there and created our own motorcycle parking, which more people started following nice. suit. More bikes started showing up. You're a trendsetter. And I'm like, fuck this shit. Like, they can't tell a hundred of us. <laughs> right, that's right. You gotta roll up like a fucking mob, man. It just, you know, it just goes to show if you look like you know what you're doing, nobody will question yeah, you. Do it with authority. Yeah. If they put up signs spaced so that a car can't get through but a bike can, to me that's an invitation. Right? <laughs> There's this like strange phenomenon about people wearing uniforms. If you all had the same helmets, they wouldn't have questioned what the fuck you were doing <laughs> I swear to God I know yeah you just kind of go what huh oh, just or keep just going. Every, everybody wears a high-vis vest right exactly we're You're here official with, yeah. now right exactly we're part of the track marshal whatever you know like track marshal oh, association uh, right exactly fun total tangent if you're wearing a retro reflective vest you can set off motion sensors in like sinks and stuff from like 10 feet away yeah, oh, yeah. that's yeah. exciting good to know yeah. okay I'm gonna go have some fun at the public restroom right um, so anyway it was a great day I was glad to be down there. And then when I came back, um, I got home at like, you know, four o'clock in the afternoon. It's like, oh, what do I do now? Well, I got that shock that needs to go on my bike and I got that chain. Why wait till Sunday? (laughs) So I just went out there and was able to get the bike uh, put up on the stands by myself. And it's so funny when Emma, when we were working with Cassie Michelle, it took a lot of effort to get that those shocks out and the new ones in. Uh I found working by myself. Isn't that I was funny? Able to do yeah. it pretty simply. It's off in the way. It's <laughs> yeah. off in the way. You know what, what's that old saying? Too many cooks spoil the broth. Yep. And you know, it's it's part of the thing about the misfits is 
we do empower people because you learn to work on your bike but generally because there's so many people observing getting stuck in offering their opinion even a simple job can take a lot longer but too many dicks yes <laughs> too many dicks spoil the job yes <laughs> so yeah I, I don't know about that isaac if there's if, it, it creates a dick fence where you can't get over the obstacle that you need to. So oh, you're doing something. Let me offer this random tidbit that's not related. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, I, and I put the new chain on the bike, which got rid of that sound it was making on the Versus. Mm. So, I think the chain just went bad, but the sprockets look good. So, I know you're supposed to change out the sprockets, too. No, not always. They're okay. I think the chain just got some kinks or bad i don't know it was Wait, getting dirty. okay hold on Scott a second Crunchy. is that the oem sprocket that's on there uh yeah okay yeah how many miles does i have on it Thirteen thousand, maybe okay that's not too 14, bad 000, i think okay because on my 650r that i bought from my buddy dave he had gone around of two chain changes and it still had the oem sprockets on there yeah so uh, when do you change an oem sprocket well, fucking, I always, like always, always do it in pairs. I always do it in pairs. You change it when it's worn. Right. And if there's no wear on it, you don't change well, it. Why spend the money? Hypothetically, it's worn, but it's not as you know, yeah, I think a, people don't know how to tell when it's worn. Right. I think, well, anyways, I, think I mean, like, if, 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 if you're a machinist, you could figure out how to wear. You put fucking, you know, parallels on it or little rods and you measure blah, 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 whatever. My point was like it took uh, like a three foot breaker bar to remove the fucking countershaft nut to remove that OEM sprocket that my buddy like left on there after two chain changes. So it's a pain in the dick, is what I'm saying. Just do it for for the sake of maintenance. That you at least you you fuck with your countershaft uh, nut. Was it locked on there because he left it too long and it tightened up, or well, just it's just the, the it's just tight. It's I think it was it was from the factory the. Added to the fact that it's been heat cycled and the fact that it had not been changed since the bike was new, which was like it's an 06 bike. Is there kind mm. of a standard time that, that an average chain lasts and sprockets or not oh, really? Oh, gosh, no. It, no. It's, it's, how, it's how well you look after them. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Anywhere from seventeen to 27,000 miles. I've gotten 27,000 out of a chain. The minimum is kind of 15, it, yeah. 17, though. What's important is get yourself a good chain. Right. Uh, I've had all yeah. shaft bikes, so it's. I'm just. I, right. like, I don't know shit about chains. Ironically, <laughs> you don't want to. It's a pain in the dick. The the bikes that the chains last the shaft. longest in in a lot of cases the life of the bike <laughs> yeah. have fully enclosed chains, which always just looks so frigging goofy. But yeah. <laughs> they're great for the life of the chain because oh, yeah. the chain's always running in oil yep. and dirt can't get in and road grime can't get in and rock salt can't get in in the winter. Rest. So, you know, it's, it's good How for about, the chain, but oh dear. Yes, fully, Does fully it keep enclosed. it tight enough? Well, no, there's how means you, of checking you, it. Yeah, oh, okay. There's little windows you check, but they, you know... If, if anyone's listening and they've got a fully enclosed chain case on their bike, forgive me, but I've yet to yeah. see a good-looking one. They always look at Yeah, weird. I mean, they're kind of a rare thing nowadays. Yeah, like these days they are kind yeah. of rare. You'd have to have a good seal on it too, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like I always shear teeth on my sprocket before my... Oh, well, that's because you give it the beans, darling. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't changed Hella a sprocket. Beans in like a while that hasn't had at least one tooth sheared off of it were they, alu were they aluminum Jeez. sprockets because that happens. um so i ran one aluminum sprocket once and it took me six months to shear like 
90s. Oh, do you mean one That's of those? That's actually so pretty I, quick. That's I went, too many teeth. I went back to steel. Yeah. You, you, you mean an aluminium sprocket, darling? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, those things don't break. The aluminum ones do, but no. the aluminium oh, no. ones... <laughs> no, they don't break the, at all. Because the, they're made yeah, to a British standard, darling. <laughs> they give you cancer! But the way your sprocket wears, <laughs> it tells a story, doesn't it? Yes, it does so indeed tell a story. If you keep your chain too tight, it's wearing one way. If yep. it's wearing the other way, also like if your wheel is cocked, your rear wheel is cocked. You'd notice that uh, 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 one side of the tooth. Yeah, no. Well, what it is is your your, your chain rollers. You'll you'll notice that one side is has no lube mm. on it, and the other side has lube. What's a chain roller? Uh, the little rollers that's between the plates. It's the round stuff. The round oh, thing. Okay. <laughs> it rolls. Because like well, your, your chain is basically yeah, made up you. of plates so the, the, the shape of thing peanuts. making contact with the sprockets. Yeah. Yes. I got you. So the the plates are the shape of peanut shells or figure of eights. Mm-hmm. And those are the plates. And then the roll is the roundy round bits that join the plates together. <laughs> and so actually run on the sprockets. I'm here to ask the stupid questions. It's terrible. No, no, jolly. No, it's great. <laughs> They're very jolly. There's no such thing as a stupid question, just Ooh. stupid people. I got a stupid question the other week, right? <laughs> Uh, I was talking to a guy about changing uh, your chain, about maintenance, about oiling it, all of that, right? Yes, so he yes, says yes. he's got it lifted up on the back end. Yes. And he goes, yeah, I'm not sure if you're supposed to do this or not, but I put it into first gear, let Ooh, the bike no, run. no, 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 no. I said fingers. That's yeah. how you lose you your fingers. Keep them? No, Wait, was he cleaning it or was he oiling it? He's oiling it. No, 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 no. We had one of our guys do that on his Grom and got his finger that? sucked in Ooh. through the sprocket. Ooh. In between the chain and the sprocket, and damn near lost the tip of his finger. When no, we, uh, one of our customers at the shop. He was cleaning um, it. He he lost oh. three of his fingers doing exactly oh. that. I yeah. do it that way, but I know how to not have my fingers anywhere near it. Okay, so when I stand your over finger with, gets sucked well, in, <laughs> I'm going to remind you of this. So do you I clean it I with clean your it. fingers? No, like, can't no, no, you no, just no. use a brush? No, well, I clean I clean the in, the uh, chain first, but then once it's all clean and I've yeah. taken a rag, dried it off, and I just use it when I'm putting the lube on, then I'll start it put it in gear stand over it and spray spray but yeah. my hand doesn't get anywhere near it like lube don't it. use it for cleaning just if you're lubing it yeah. you can do that mm. yeah well you guys have had I bikes guess. fall off the stands right? oh yeah knock didn't one no. fall on you no, no that, that was, was heavy. Uh, Henry. Quiet Matt. It was quiet <laughs> Matt. Had oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, we had a couple had of people have yeah. bikes fall on them. That's pretty <laughs> awesome, actually. I, had a, I, I was in a situation like last week where I was like, if this, I should, I, I bungeed my front brake so that it couldn't end, like, chalk the wheel. Because yeah. I was like, if this bike falls off the stand right now, I will die. My head will get crushed. Because mm-hmm. I had my it's rear wheel bike. off. It just would have fallen off. It's time yeah. for a Misfits top tip. Oh, let's hear it. Do oh, it yeah. to me, baby. If your bike is in gear and running, it's not a great idea if you're not sitting astride it. I'm sorry. I know it's simply not a good idea. You better have a damn good reason for having that bike in gear and running if you're not sitting astride it. That's called ghost riding the whip. That's right. <laughs> if huh? you're not a stunta or learning how to do a pivot turns, <laughs> well, might not be a, a good idea. Think about how the bike feels. I mean, can you imagine running with nobody on top of yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, it'd be an awful thing. Awful, darling. Awful, darling. <laughs> I'm in a cold sweat thinking about it. No, safety first. Always. Yeah. Safety third. Just yes. don't be fucking lazy. Just... Uh, take, just spin take, the goddamn tire with your hand. For Christ's sakes, take the fucking five minutes and Oh my God, simmer it. down. And uh, so you don't lose your fingers so you could ride more. Fingers so, second yeah, so simmering. So I, yeah, I replaced the chain. The Versus is good to go. Cool. But there's something else I did yesterday. Well, what you oh. do? Well, I 
you know, I, I have the um, the Super Duke on Craigslist. Oh, mm-hmm. here we and go. Super Duke. It is time once again for Craigslist Scammer Theater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've done so, this before, I think, right? We have, but okay. I, I got a live one. It's been a long time. I had somebody um, contact me about the Super Duke. So, I had a fish on the line, and I pulled, and I tugged that line. So, I am now <coughs> present to you, Craigslist Scammer Theater. The part of the Scammer Tonight will be played by Bagel. You may begin. <laughs> 2007 KTM Super Duke 994 <laughs> edition $5,900. I would need you to know that the following items has my attention for an immediate purchase. Perfect. Uh, when do you when do you want to test ride? I want to ride on the back with you. I want to feel your heart beat with excitement when you whack that throttle. It's a beast of a bike that will excite your loins. <laughs> want to to it as a gift for my son oh it will excite his loins too you are a very generous father what method of payment do you accept thank you bitcoin is good or iguanas <laughs> i don't have either what about i make payment to your bank and after you receive payment i can arrange to ship and pick up what about grapefruits? I love them, and so does my grandpa. You won't believe how many grapefruits we eat. Lulz. <laughs> how old is your son? Does he have a strong back? We need a ditch dug for our composting. Lots of grapefruits. No response to that. So then I followed uh, up with... He probably knows that citrus we, skins I don't followed compost up with, very well. We doing a deal or not? <laughs> that ditch ain't gonna dig itself. Nice. The yes. end. Uh, end scene. <laughs> I like how it was a Russian and not a Nigerian. <laughs> <laughs> the tip-off being the first sentence. I would need you to know that the following items has my attention for an immediate purchase. Yes. What? They make it so easy. They make it so easy. <laughs> Did it say sign uh, uh, Wakanda? <laughs> <laughs> No. And did I hear right that they went with a lulz at one point? Lulz. Lulz. That tells you that it was probably actually a real person, not just a Yeah, breaking character right there. Uh, Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) I definitely got a real person scamming me for my R6, which is pretty good. Uh, I had a similar intro, and then I realized they were a scammer, and I went into... uh, the fact that I was so ecstatic that they were buying my bike because I needed to make the mortgage payment on my house so that my children were not going to be out on the street. <laughs> make him sound really desperate. <laughs> and uh, and I sent a Shutterstock photo of uh, like four interracial kids, like all different all different races, and, and they were like oh smiling. God. And it had the like the stock photo uh, watermark on it. <laughs> and the guy ended up backpedaling. Actually, he was like, uh, 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 "I don't yeah. think I'm gonna. I can't buy your bike. I'm sorry. Like it's yeah. too far away." And, I like, can't scam a mom with kids. And he like started backpedaling so hard, and I was like, "But you're our only hope. My husband died, and blah 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 blah. My kids have cancer, and like." <laughs> You know what you should have done? Oh, you should have said, like, back to stripping. Yeah. 
<laughs> it was good. Oh, it's it, so much oh, fun. You could have run a reverse scam on him then. No, <laughs> yeah. Send me your credit card. Yeah. So to, give you a sh- to anyone out there, if you have a bike for sale and you're dealing with Craigslist scammers, uh, my advice is play with them. See how long you can get the conversation going. Remember that that last one went on for like three days. Yeah. If you're so inclined to just fuck off, do that. But, but if you want to make money, avoid it. But conversely, I, uh, and I'm going to give you another Misfits top tip. They're coming okay. hot and fast tonight. If you were buying a bike on Craigslist, here's some top tips for you. And this is how you're going to get the bike for an absolute steal. Number one. <laughs> Piss in the air box. <laughs> oh, please. That's 1A. That's 1A. No. If you get in contact with the owner of the bike and you arrange a time to see it, show up on time. Mm-hmm. Yep. That seriously have, makes you one in like a thousand. Have cash in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't be a total douchebag. Mm-hmm. If the bike's got faults, this is a junk bike just say hey look I need to do this and this and this do a little bit of research figure out what it's going to cost you skim that off the price I'm being quite serious I have bought $6,000 eBay uh, um, Craigslist bikes for three grand wow and everyone is happy because okay you know the bike's got a few faults yeah I'm okay letting it go for three I'm happy because it works but that's how you do it show up on time have cash just be straight up yeah and you're gonna get an absolute bargain because craigslist is the wild west it it sounds like i really i really want to tell this craigslist story i bought a 1972 cl 450 okay Mm. very beautiful bike oh yeah the wonderful looking was it red it was the orange yes yeah the candy orange yeah it's it's almost like copas it's kind of it's almost like a flake orange it's Mm. wonderful yeah yeah it's very nice i know that bike so i showed up to this gentleman's house i was on time right i had cash in my hand and a way to transport the bike and uh i blew his mind when i did a compression test on it <laughs> there you go oh you brought a comp- that's funny. yes awesome. i nice. always bring a compression tester Very especially dealing with man. dual overhead cam hondas how much right. do those cost man uh, you can get a cheap one so this is the beauty of it is that i had a cheap one from harbor freight which you can and cannot trust the results from <laughs> and they'll get you um, in the ballpark there right it, they will get you in the ballpark yeah, but at yeah. the same time i've had some wildly different results oh, really? on the same bikes <laughs> with oh, those. Wow. But, but anyway so uh he had an asking price uh <laughs> for the sake of the story we're going to just say it's three thousand dollars yes those bikes can bring that in good shape oh for sure and uh i did a compression test and maybe i messed the compression test up maybe the meter was wrong but the compression didn't look very good so you're saying this is where the there's an advantage to buying a cheap compression test (laughs) 80 pounds that's gonna need new rings if you read between the lines so So buy so buy a harbor freight compression tester and drill a hole in it no oh geez (laughs) so uh i i tell the guy you know i'm sorry i just like you said i'm sorry i just it needs some things and i i don't think i'm gonna be able to give you what you're asking for it and he asked me what i would give him and i told him half fifteen hundred dollars and he was pride probably quite happy to take that nope he told me no and i said i said okay great i'll see you later and i walked away and i thanked him for his time and uh, a week later, right, he called me back. <gasps> and not only that, he's two mm-hmm. hours away from me. Mm-hmm. He called me back and he said, if you can do $1,700, I'll meet you halfway. Wow. There mm. you go. There's the deal. That's what happened and to me with the And that dovetails in exactly to what I said. Don't be a D-bag when you go right. there. There's no yep. need to be. Go You're with buying him. a bike, a guy's selling a bike. You know, just be straight up. 
Yeah. And you might get it in the end. You might not get it there right. and then, but you will get it in the end. Um, and hope, hope that they're desperate. <laughs> the, la- the last bike I I got on Craigslist, I it was it was already really it was listed really cheap, and I sent him three emails in a row begging him not to sell it to anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still riding it today. I was gonna say nice. a point of desperation. That's not a good place to come from. Well, um, there was stuff getting done today. I I've. I'm. Uh, I had trouble with my DR350, which I still have to go deeper into. But uh, bagel, L- L- bagel Liza, was. I've got to yes. stop you. That the noise is coming out of your dog. A bit <laughs> Hold on, I mean, let me poke him. Okay, there we go. Thank hey, you. leave um, the good boy alone. <laughs> but bagel was helping a friend on her Vespa scooter today. What yes. was the? What was the? Pro- the <clears throat> symptom. Bagel? Okay. Well, this is something we've been chasing for weeks um <clears throat> she she had originally come to the garage back in january uh when her flywheel had disintegrated and i helped her get that uh fixed and she got the bike running and it was running great i mean the magnets in the flywheel yeah the ma- ma- magnets in the flywheel okay. just disintegrated and yeah. turned into a blender inside of there and chewed up the stator oh, so i shit. got a new stator and flywheel put it on bike was running great and she rode it around for a little while but within the next next couple of weeks all of a sudden it started running like crap like it would start and idle fine but then when you went to ride it about midway it would just die like it was just oh, like, interesting. like it seemed like it was like not getting fuel or something and uh we were trying to figure out what it was so we had just kind of gone through everything I've replaced the fuel tap uh replaced the spark plug cap the spark plug the high tension coil in the lead um and the next thing we're going to do is take the uh take the carb off I mean, I'd already taken the carb out, cleaned out the jets, made sure everything, you know, there wasn't anything clogged in there. I didn't see anything. So we were going to try and do just a full carb rebuild and blow out all the passages and everything just in case something was, was clogged in there. Um, and we, we had, well, it took the carb out, had a hell of a time getting the float pin out, ended up destroying the float pin in the process. It was, it was so stuck in there. Uh, oh, luckily, really? luckily I had a, a spare carb, so we just ended up putting the spare carb on there and uh, started up and it, it, same thing ran ran fine until we got to mid throttle and it would die again Hmm. and then emma suggested well take a look at the air filter i'm like well i can i don't know if it'd be the air filter because it just all of a sudden one day it just stopped running right and didn't seem like it was a clogged air filter or anything but i went and uh, and started taking the uh, the air filter out and I, I disconnected the intake tube that bolts onto the air the the air box and saw in the intake tube a leaf that was right at the at the airbox where the, <laughs> the, the, the inlet holes. A <laughs> leaf had gotten f- sucked into the inlet tube, oh. and, what? and it was blocking the air passages into the airbox. And that's what was doing. That's a big it. ass leaf. Hours yeah. of carburetor breakdown, yeah. having bits stuck. It happens yeah. oh. over weeks. Are your carbs weeks. clean now? Uh, yeah, they're they're clean. <laughs> carbs running good. And I took the leaf out, and the air filter needed to be cleaned anyway. So I took the air filter element out, cleaned it out, re-oiled it, put it in, and took the bike out. Ran great. And it was just one stupid little leaf that yeah. had us tearing everything else in the bike apart. <laughs> so, um, I have a story. Yes. About six months ago, I had a young man come into the shop. Um, he had a virtually brand new CBR 300. Mm, great bike. Really good bike. Great little bike. They've had their crank problems, but it's all behind them. You know, they're getting down the road. <laughs> <coughs> he was very, very upset with this little bike. He's still under warranty. Very low mileage machine. And he'd been to uh, another dealer two or three times trying to resolve a problem. 
And what had happened, the bike would idle fine. He'd ride around town fine, but as soon as he took it on the freeway, it'd lose power, lose power, lose power. And the mm. more throttle you gave it, the worse it got. And I started up, sounded fine. And, you know, in a lot of cases with solid-state electrics, they either work or they don't. So I think, you know, this is almost... This is an odd setup. I don't think a component's failing. I think this is something else. I'll cut a long story short. What had happened is the owner's handbook... He'd just put loose under the seat, and normally it's got a little huh? rubber band that holds mm. it on. Well, because it's a sport bike and everything kind of points downhill on a sport bike, the owner's handbook had gone from being underneath the passenger seat and worked its way forward, sat on top of the airbox, and then a single, <laughs> oh God. single page had flopped over the intake <laughs> to the airbox. So when you gave it the beans... The page got sucked against the intake <laughs> oh, God. and restricted the airflow. But when you throttle back, the page just fluttered away again. <coughs> wow. Absolute nightmare. So um, there it was. Took, it. took the handbook out, put a rubber band around it, and uh, off it went. 14,000 wow. RPM, baby. I hope he felt really stupid after that. Well, you know... <laughs> he probably felt really I would have. I was like, well, why would he feel stupid? He took it to somebody that should... They're the, the other dealership is the one. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and, uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's... Yeah, you're right. It, the bike got fixed, and that's the important yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was still under warranty, so it didn't cost him a red cent. I hope whoever sold him that bike felt really stupid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I had a look at my air filter the other day, and it's, it's just... I don't know when the last time it's been cleaned. I certainly haven't done it in the 15,000 miles I've had it. It's Ooh. one of those K&N, like, cleanable ones. Yeah, yeah. Get rid of that. How big of a difference Get does a new, it... Not much of a difference unless you're doing performance shit. No, no, not the K&N. How oh. much of a difference does it make when it's when it's clean versus... Oh, not? it's everything. Well, it all depends yeah. on how dirty you let it get. Yeah. I mean, it's not, like, black. It's just <laughs> right. a little grimy. It's just, you know, it's... Well, well, just well just just I think surprised. your bike would like it better if it had you'd, a new You'd be surprised at how, how much grime. My bike's grime. a dirty, dirty girl, though. Well, I know. Yeah, but Ooh, you'd be surprised so how much dirty. grime can work its way inside an air filter and, yeah. and restrict the airflow. Because um, that's just a foam. So as the passages and pores in there get clogged up with dirt, it's going to let less air through, and it's going to cause you know, the yeah. bike to not right. breathe as and, well. And it's a sliding scale, because... As the air filter restricts flow and the power of your bike drops, in order to complete the same task, mm -hmm. you're having to open the throttle more because yep. your bike's got less power, which means you're actually drawing more air through the air filter, mm. which is exacerbating the problem. Yep. So you, if, if it's a sliding scale, if you've got like a clean air filter and it gets X dirty at 3,000 miles... It's not going to get the same amount of dirt over the next 3,000 no, miles. It's kind of it's exponential. Gonna, it's going to be exponential. Yeah. So once your air filter it's visibly dirty, you better clean it. Mm -hmm. yep. Because it's going to go downhill really, really quick. Yep. And you're giving it does it, go downhill You know, fuel is expensive. <laughs> How much is fuel now? I know in the Midwest it's, it's about I, two and a half bucks. I, I, I just, mean, I just we're like paid four bucks 346 I just paid 346 yeah, It's like yeah. $3.50 to $4 here yeah. now. So, yeah. so you're throwing away fuel if you've got a dirty air filter. Just clean it. So we'll add air cleaners to the things we don't do as much as we should. Yep. Which, by the way, I would okay. like to say, I did flush my brake 
fluid today. Oh, very good. Coolant is next on my list. Mm. Coolant. So, uh, I did all my I did all my hydraulics. <sighs> I did both brakes, especially the rear, because I never do that one. And I did my clutch, and they're beautiful now. And and Perfect. coolant's really easy to check because yep. as coolant ages, it loses the vibrancy of its color. Mm-hmm. So if you look in your coolant bottle and it's still really vibrant green or vibrant blue, mine doesn't. If have you're any. broke. <laughs> It's okay. But if it's going a sort of murky pink color or a sort of almost like colored sea water, seawater color, yeah, you need to change it no matter yeah. how broke you are. So, we're, sorry, we're, to go back to the air filter thing, let's go to the most extreme example of this with dirt bikes. Because they're kind of, what they are is they produce a lot of horsepower and they flow a lot of air. And you're riding these things in shit environments. Yeah. I mean, in dusty, places dusty. where there's tons of silica and, and dust and these particles will work their way into your engine they will fuck up your valves they will fuck up your nicocell they'll fuck up your lining and just go in hand and take the time to clean out your airbox all right but yeah hey emma yes i got it just i want to take a little little side trip real quick yes yes, just question for you because i thought about this when i was um flushing my brake fluid out yes i had the idea i didn't but i thought hmm can you put food coloring in the reservoir, so you know when you've flushed the system out when mm. the that new fluid is comes in. An extremely bad idea. Why is that? <laughs> oh, it's I like the that same one. reason why you don't mix dot three and dot four brake fluid. The brake fluid has a certain heat in which it compresses and expands. And if you if you mix dot three and dot four, the the fluid won't compress evenly. And when it gets hot, it'll It'll, it won't work. I think so. but, but, nice. no, wait, the food coloring. Is, so if you, you color mix, the the I fluid that's in there now, so you can tell Liza, when you flushed all that is, out. This is one of your worst ideas. The old brake fluid is no, already colored. It's, brake it, it, fluid. Look, it's it's the yeah, simplest stuff. Yeah, it's true. Mild fluid is like we rust color. You can feel the difference. Yeah, we all take brake fluid for granted. It's incredibly special stuff. Brake fluid is a liquid that is virtually uncompressible. Mm -hmm. And that's why we use it, because its properties as a liquid, it's completely unparalleled. It's amazing stuff. But that's why it's hygroscopic. It actually sucks moisture out of the air. That's why when you get it on your fingers, if you leave it on your fingers, your fingers start feeling weird. Because it's sucking the moisture out of your skin. If you introduce anything... Into that liquid, you're degrading its properties. Especially but, water. But, but you, yeah. you guys are missing but the point. No but, I'm but flushing it out. This it, will tell me when I've gotten all of the old do you know, fluid out. It'll right, so if you use a clear bleeder tube, you want to know when your brake's flushed? When it doesn't come out looking like beef soup, and it comes <laughs> yeah. out looking like wee-wee so, colors. So <laughs> let, let me go back yeah. to this real quick. The, they used to... AT, there's a company called ATE, Ate, or the yes. Europeans. Yeah, they do all the stuff for European cars. Right, they I'll used take. to make, yeah, they used to make, I guess they're illegal in California now, <laughs> but they used to have colored brake fluid, and it's blue. Mm-hmm. And what I used to do was alternate between re- regular clear yeah. uh, brake fluid versus the Ate blue. And and when you bleed it, you know, you'd know right. that you got the new blue in there. But Right. And, 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 it, was, that, and it was good brake fluid. I, I mean, it be, was at like 500 degrees. But the manufacturer has done that. Manufacturer has right. done that modification. Right. right. I can guarantee right. exactly. you Ate 
didn't go down to Aldi or the local supermarket <laughs> right. and buy some blue food coloring and no, put it. Right. That's no, not you're absolutely what they right. do. Because you're food, absolutely food right. coloring is going to be water-based. Right. Yeah. Putting any water in your brake, brake fluid is going to contaminate the system, and you're going to have to flush multiple times with fresh fluid to I get was, all that out. That was the point. I was flushing. I wanted to know when all of the old fluid is out. Liza, you so, have but, some appalling ideas. This is so, the worst. So, Liza, that's, so, like, that's like saying you want to like take water and put it in your, your brake reservoir. How much, how much food coloring do you think it takes to color the reservoir? Like two drops. Yeah, We're talking you know, just like so. one drop. It you doesn't that's, matter. That's, well, you don't care gonna, about dying on your motorcycle, but, so that's it's, fucking... It's it's adding the salt coloring like, when you're changing it, right? Yeah. So you're never going to use that right. brake fluid. But, so it's going to go all the way through. But it's yes. going, it's going well, to I have a, I have a right. question no, that serves up. But like, how much does it... How much does it cost for a fucking bottle of brake fluid? Like five dollars. You know how to yeah, make sure seriously. that your brake fluid has been exchanged? Just go through the entire bottle. Done. Because <laughs> you can't Done. save the bottle for later Problem anyway. Solved. I, only, exactly. I only use free range brake fluid. And it's like <laughs> twenty bucks a bottle. And it's really expensive. <laughs> So no, simple. you can edit that out. Oh, hang, hang on a second. Hang on. No, a for but, real though. How much? Like, what's the volume of my brake system? Like my front brake. Say, not a how lot. much? It's really so. Small. I got dual calipers. Like, how much CCs between the reservoir, the lines, oh, and both much. calipers? How much does that hold? If I put a full bottle through. That's bleeding it completely, it's like 100 right? CCs oh, no, 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 no. Bleeding it several Half times. Half the bottle would bleed it yeah. completely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What I ended up doing is I did about um, three um, master cylinder or three reservoirs for each uh, caliper. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's good. Going through. That sounds uh-huh. good. Um, yeah. But no, I was just saying, no, I and I still think one drop of. Okay. No, no, might, no. It's your worst idea, Liza. You know what? Honestly, million there, dollar idea. Because there wasn't enough difference in color between the old fluid and the new fluid Just for me to write How about down. some fucking company makes a colored uh, brake fluid? Trace dry. Trace dye that you could put in there that's brake fluid compatible. You yeah, drop maybe. it in your MC, mix it around, and you suck but, it out. Shall I tell you? Shall I tell you how serious brake fluid manufacturers and motorcycle manufacturers are about the integrity of brake fluid? Oh, they're huge. Do you know exactly how to tell how old your brake lines are? Because mm, they're, they're dated. dated. Yeah. Thank you. Hmm. Do you also know that, strictly speaking, in the service regimen of your bike, you should replace your brake lines yeah. every couple of years? And mm-hmm. do you know why that is? Because they expand. They get hard. Degradation of rubber? Yes. What about steel From the inside out. Mm -hmm. The rubber starts degrading and actually breaking off and impregnating and degrading the brake fluid. Yep. What about... That's why. And so that is why you never... Oh, dear God. You never introduce anything foreign into brake fluid, even temporarily, even to flush it through. Anything that can degrade that system. Oh, it's a mugs game. I have my hand up first. Bagel mentioned water content, <laughs> and I think it's interesting how how powerful a molecule water is because yes. when it's in brake fluid, it is able to be compressed more than the yes. brake fluid and causes a problem. Oh, yeah. But when it gets in your engine, it's it it um it causes hydrolock because it doesn't right. compress as well as gasoline does. Right. 
or as well as you're feeling pretty proud of yourself oh. right now, aren't you? Do you see me patting myself <laughs> on the back over here? Oh. And cat. Oh. Uh, there is a UV leak detection die that's brake fluid compatible. Ooh. Oh, there you go. Wow. Oh, ah. ah. Wait, so it's UV. So you can only. So you need a black light. Yeah, yeah. we're using science. That's, that's, no, it's that's not, super it's not common for leak light. detection it's an ultraviolet dye. Light. Okay. That's, well, so, yeah. The reason why water is so destructive when it gets inside your engine is actually a different property. See, really, your engine's burning. Um, it's, it's turned into vapor. It's gas. And then, so if you introduce liquid, then it's not com- compatible. Uh, it's not compressible in your crankcase or in your pistons We're in your pistons in your pistons however if you introduce if you introduce water in the form of a gas basically Mm -hmm. steam you can actually supercharge your engine Mm -hmm. a lot of these dragsters that Liza saw yesterday actually have steam injection and that will give you buku horsepower but the byproducts of steam injection is let's let's take 100 horsepower as an arbitrary figure you're running on carburetors you're 100 horsepower put a serious put a supercharger on it made it hello 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 how did you even get in the house (laughs) back doors open how did you figure that out (laughs) and there was helmets so i figured it was the right one (laughs) (laughs) ladies and gentlemen in the house we have now Mr. Chris Wiggins. Hey, everybody. Wiggins! Hey. How you doing, man? Hey. Glad you could join us. Hey, pull, Hello, up, pull that mic up and closer to your face. You have to know the deal by now. Has Larry not trained you properly? No, he has, kind of. Sort of. <laughs> he so if you guys really been sitting training. down for like five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> so if you guys didn't know, uh, Chris is from the Creative Writing Podcast. Well, and uh, Now we don't yeah, want to well, listen to anything I'd like I say. to say the, 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 <laughs> the, the other better half. Sure. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. Hey, how's Thanks it going? Awesome. You 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 made it here. You've been driving from Sacramento. Yes. Um, oh, were you at the flat track? Yeah, I went to the flat track, the pro race last night, and then today I did the amateur mile. So I rode a couple bikes on the mile. Sick. What were you riding? Cool. A 94 Sportster. Nice. Hooligan bike. And then a XG750, but it's a full Ooh, framer. That, very um, nice. Is that, is that your new bike? No, it's a uh, it's actually a Born Free bike from Born Free oh. Seven. Um, so it's an invite builder bike that uh, Speed Merchant Brownie built, and it's so it's like a full chromoly chassis with some one off wheels. Um, That's awesome. Kind of like a retro looking like flat tracker. It's really pretty close to an actual race bike, even though he's not like an actual race bike builder. He just he's smart and he googled a bunch of stuff, but it, it handled really well. Nice. You yeah. said you said XG six fifty. XG750. So it's the Street 750 water-cooled motor. It's this. Oh, it's a Harley motor. Yeah, it's the okay. same basic motor that the Pro Harley team's running this year. So it's a Honda it's Shadow. Pretty <laughs> much. It's, a, it's an Indian Shadow. Indian Shadow. <laughs> um, Wait, yeah. really? Indian makes it? Yeah. Uh, Indian makes do all the Harley. Of, um, Indian makes the Harley Street No, no, no. Not Indian. India. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, the Street the, 500s and some of the yeah. 750s are India. But it was like gotcha. it was a total show bike, but it was a race bike. So it's been on the cover of Sideburn magazine, and today it was on the Sacramento Mile. Sideburn magazine. I'm sorry, but yeah. Bosley is, is stuck on your magazine? cord because you can't figure out how to step over. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's like a turtle on his back. He just keeps floundering. Side, um, Sideburn magazine. Sideburn awesome. magazine sounds like a hipster magazine. Yeah, that's or, awesome. Or is it a, every article hey, is written like a conversation. You better be nice. Yeah, it's an English called, magazine. It's called Sideburn. <laughs> Um, so, Chris, are you all healed up from your last accident? Um, stuff still hurts once in a while. 
Did you guys hear the story? No. What no. Because um, uh, Isaac, you were telling me earlier about you were watching the. Oh, okay. Yeah. So describe this, and Chris, tell me if this sounds exactly like what happened to you today in Moto Three in Le Mans. I don't know any of the uh, any of the race results, so if oh. you tell me, I'll kill you. This is not a spoiler, by the way. But it's not a spoiler. I saw um, shit. So so in Moto Three, which is usually a shit show because all of the they're like young, thirsty guys, like they're and full they're of all jizz, and they want to just yeah. fucking kill everybody. So in the last <laughs> corner, second to last lap, in the last corner. Uh, one rider goes down, this and this check rider, as the first rider low sides, this check rider, whose name I forget, uh, he can't avoid the bike that's low siding. It's sliding along. So instead, he straightens up, and he takes this motorcycle as a jump. And he oh. ended up with his wheels at least four feet in the air. It Whoa. was insane. Like, the bottom of his wheels four feet this. in the air. And uh, he, he just... He he rode it out. He adjusted for the landing. Landed in gravel. He fucking yeah. rode it out and, and rode through. And <laughs> one thing I was reading was somebody was saying that it would have uh, something he did that was amazing was he didn't touch the brakes at all because uh, when you're in midair with no traction, if you touch the brakes, that changes the gyroscopic yeah. energy, and that would have mm-hmm. torqued him around a lot. Mm-hmm. So just because he let the wheels freely rotate, he like maintained his orientation and landed smoothly. So Chris, wow. that's exactly this like your insane. crash, it's except for the landing. <laughs> yeah, mine didn't. Mine didn't launch into the air. It just stopped immediately. <laughs> no, it's amazing. Oh, me launching. <laughs> this this video. It looked like a. It looked like a motocross move. Like it looked like it he took insane. the bike. As a jump, it's and as he destroyed if, the other bike's fair. It's it as if like riding dirt bikes makes you a better rider. It's actually or something. <laughs> also, I I found out that the uh, the rider who took the bike as a jump, this rider who pulled off this stunt, he is also a pro motor surf racer, which is when you put a two stroke motor on a surfboard and race them slalom style. Oh, what? Yeah. yeah, it's pretty good. What? So, fucking heroes, this man. This exists. Yeah, Chris, they're very expensive. How am I the only one that's this excited about oh this? <laughs> I talked enough about cars. We can't introduce surfboards now. (laughs) Chris, how did you do in the races? Uh, I don't even know today. I didn't care. I was on on a mile. We were doing um, a little over 110. And the groove was about six foot wide. And if you got out of the groove, like the bike just kind of, it was really hard to turn. Yeah. So um, I was just having a good time. Like seeing how fast I could go and seeing how well I could yeah, get to the corner and try not to die. How was your nice. bike doing? It did pretty well. Um, the XG, the Framer XG, actually handled really, really well. And then uh, yeah. my Hooligan bike was a little shaky. It wasn't really shaky. It was getting a, a like high speed wobble. So all the way down the straightaway, between like I don't know, eighty to one hundred and ten, <laughs> it would just wobble. Ooh. It would just sit there and shake. But and it I, was a predictable wobble, right? Um, You're like no. It was manageable. It was pretty damn scary. Yeah. But I did learn, like, so when the guys tuck, you don't just tuck for arrow. You also tuck to get your weight back. Yep. And that helps cure that wobble. So I had my butt behind the seat on the aluminum fender, and it would stop wobbling. (laughs) And then I'd go, like, one hand and grab the bars, like, real narrow. And uh, I felt all pro, but I was super slow. (laughs) They were doing, like, 130, 140. We were doing, like, 110. Wow. What were some of the highlights of this weekend's races? Uh, Let's see. I did the RSD race on Friday. That was kind of cool. Rolling Sands has his own little RSD, you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The oh. Super Hooligan Series. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that was up at, uh, it was at Prairie City, OHV area. So uh, <clears throat> I just, because I was driving up, I decided I'd participate in that. So made the main event there, had a good time. Um, like a dirt bike vacation here, huh? 
Yeah, I do a lot of racing and traveling. So, <laughs> yeah. and I try to like if I'm driving someplace, I try to make it as worth it as possible. For sure. So, and then last night was the pro race at Sacramento Mile. Um, the track was amazing. It's probably the second best mile in the country. Yeah. So, and I don't. Wait, I, what is the first? Springfield. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's like super. I'll, I'll take that. your word for it. I know, right? So uh, is that the but, one in Illinois? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a big deal. Yeah, they race there twice a year. Is how big of a deal that track is. Like they go back to that one twice a year. <laughs> one thing I really like about Roland Sands too is he actually shows up to a lot of these races. I was at the flat tracking at the one show. Turn around and he's back there with his hoodie up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who's pretty cool. Chris was there too. Yeah, you were racing. Did you go you? this year? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I wrote. I raced this year. Um, Do you have a white suit on? I probably had a white a white jersey with black sleeves. I don't know. I think I saw you there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was in the. I won my heat at the one show and was in the dash. So I do really well at Salem. I enjoy that track. It's a lot of fun. It's so loud because it's got that. It's indoors. It's like, so, yeah. Uh. It's like semi covered. And especially the hooligan bikes because we're screaming them. I know for you um, non Harley people, 7,000 RPM is not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but when you take a push rod two valve motor and you scream at 7,000 RPM on an eighth mile oval, it's it sounds pretty cool, especially when there's yeah. 10 of them at a time. Or so more. these you're running actual flat track bikes with 19s and uh, standard forks and all that shit, right? Or? Yeah, yeah. Um, so the two today, my hooligan bike is a, um, it's literally the bike that started the resurgence of hooligan racing. It's a 94 Sportster stock frame. Yeah. I have R6 forks on the front it's got like 14 and a half inch shocks in the rear and then nice. 19 inch wheels and flat yeah. track tires so like a uh hey, R6 f- hey real quick i want to point out we have three harley riders in here and we are penetrating this podcast like food, <laughs> co- like yeah. food coloring no, in a brake line hold on. <laughs> yeah. uh, no hold on i can ruin that chris how many bikes do you own I don't. I try not to count. Uh-huh. Approximately. <laughs> uh, I think seven. And of those seven, how many are Harleys? Uh, four. I have four Harleys. Oh, okay. But so, hey, you know, are you are you that? He he goes both ways. Is what yeah, I want to say. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely. Um, what's your <laughs> well, motosexual? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the criteria. I go several ways. Um, so like, uh, you have the R6 forks on there, but do you have like a an aftermarket uh, triple tree? Yeah, yeah. Um, What's the offset on that? Because I kind of want to build one, but I need to. I don't know. I can't seem to find what the fuck the offset is on those things. I'm actually not familiar with offset, so if you want to okay. explain that a little bit, that'd be helpful. It's the distance so. between the center of the forks to the center of the steering head stem. Yeah, yeah. So the triple trees that I run are um, they're based off actually stock Harley trees, and they were oh, designed by Speed Merchant. And what happens when you take a Harley and you lift the back of it, as so many people do with the Dinas and Sporties, they get wobbly. They get that same mm-hmm. wobble that I was sure. dealing with on the flat track. So uh, these speed merchant trees pull the offset back almost half an inch to help eliminate that wobble. Yeah, they God were damn. totally not designed for flat track, but they do help and they do work a little better. And yeah. since it's one of my main sponsors, I run them and they work really well. Cool. Um, okay. So they're the ones we have. They were made 39 millimeter, but again, he planned ahead when he designed them, so they're a little thicker. Yeah. And so mine are bored out to 43 millimeter for the the R6 forks. Oh, the the, the actual holes themselves. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. No, but I'm curious to know about the actual distance from the center yeah, of those yeah. holes. And to the actual I could head. not tell you that number. Yeah, it's okay. about a half inch shorter than stock sports retreats. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, but 
as far as what the number is, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, because I've been, I've been searching online because everybody's got their secret fucking juju that they don't want to ever fucking share. I can never know what that it's is. It's because you don't ask the right people. This is true. I'm <laughs> also probably an asshole, but that's I'm, a, I'm of the other theory. I'll tell you anything yeah. you want to know about my motorcycle. That doesn't mean you're going to be able to beat me. Well, this is no. That's a good. Or that good it'll attitude. even, or that it'll even, <laughs> or that it'll even work for you. Actually, right. yeah, exactly. Because it's a lot yeah. of its preference. Too, it is. You know? It is, yeah. especially when it comes to dirt track. Um, there's so much stuff as um, is probably uh, evident with the factory Harley team right now. There's so much stuff that is um, like black magic type yeah. stuff, you know, like, yeah. you know, even on the miles, horsepower is not a big deal. It's all about traction. Yeah. Um, and, you know, MotoGP's into some of that stuff too. You know, right. there's a lot of like crazy stuff where they make so much power that it's not how much power they make, but it's how they get it to the ground. No yeah. When no you reach a doping. certain level, no tire doping. <laughs> when you reach a certain. Oh. I just walked right in, though. Guard that's dogs the, in that's action. the yeah, scariest I've ever yeah. seen Bosley B. Good point. <laughs> when you reach a certain level, it's it's like you're kind of on the cutting edge, and people play with weird stuff. Like, Davizioso's using a thumb brake right now, where he can activate his... Yeah, yeah well, but it came about because someone broke their leg, but now people are... Like, a bunch of guys are playing with this, like, brake with the rear. So, huh. they, people do weird stuff. Like, Lorenzo's the only one who doesn't hang his leg off, and oh, yeah, Pedrosa yeah. stands the bike is up there, really quickly at the end of turns. Who's quacking here? Well, this loud. is it's loud out no, there. No, there's definitely a lot of uh, a lot of like experimentation oh, stuff it going would be. on. But it's back. Cool. Our hooligan oh, stuff is hey, um, made it. So, by oh. the way, I'm driving down the freeway yeah, and I see I was, a motorcycle on the side of the road. Story. And I'm doing like I'm hauling ass trying to get here, right? And I'm like, there's a broke down motorcycle, and I was like, man, I know I should What's stop. What's up, fuckers? And then I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, it's Bex. <laughs> it's Jim. And then she's right in front of a <laughs> Jim, truck Jim. weighing station, right? So I pull over as quick as I can. I slow down. I throw it in reverse, and then I hear I'm like, wait, what did you throw in reverse? The van I was in. Oh, I thought you were uh, on a motorcycle. No, <laughs> <laughs> they make Harley's with a reverse gear now. The, um, the unfortunate, they probably had a reverse gear before anything else. <laughs> True. <laughs> They had sidecars. This is true. And they right. were ridden this, this by people. All right, calm down, everybody. Let, let Chris talk. So, uh, yeah, so I throw the van in reverse to go over and try and save Bex, who is, by the way, already on top of it. I was very impressed with her mechanical skills. Sorry, Bex, I'm not very impressed with your shifter setup, but your mechanical skills to fix it were great. So I'm, like, reversing the triangle helper, and I hear this, like, cop at the way station, like, why are you backing up on the freeway? And I'm like, well, there's a broke-down person right here I'm yeah, trying to help. Yeah, Never so, came over. Yeah, so why don't you shut up and stop trying to make money and help people? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. make money looking on his cell phone. <laughs> yeah, go back to that donut. So what God. was what was wrong with your bike, Bex? My shifter fell off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's happened to me. Before. Is this the triumph? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so God. why did it fall off? Was it as a result of some of those dirt like fall downs? I'm did guessing a bolt that? came out. No. Just um, a bolt. Yeah, the bolt that holds the shifter lever itself. Mm-hmm. came out and it's a funky bolt <laughs> add and that to our list of things to it's got lock a huge tight shoulder yeah, yeah. on it That's exactly it, yeah. it does it's bizarre so yeah. when the first time my shifter fell off I got <laughs> I knew Liza would love that <laughs> the first time it fell off I, I got so. two of those bolts because they're very odd shaped and I thought hmm this might come in handy someday <laughs> my stupid question was well, if it fell off, how do you have it? And she's like, no, I have a spare. It's fallen off before. <laughs> you have a spare shifter <laughs> a or a spare bolt? Should, uh, <laughs> just a bolt. The bolt. Because the shifter's still in the linkage. Like, you, oh, okay. you, you have some spare, like six and eight, maybe ten, just bolts just in general. This one's fucking weird. And so when it first fell off and I safety wired it, 
um, <laughs> to get to a BMW dealership that had the part that I needed. But it was <laughs> it was all in third gear, so it was an adventure to go from 17 to like I don't know north of Sunnyvale, some fancy. Was, third gear is not bad. You can do almost. No, every, you can get going, and you can worked. do almost everything yeah. in third yeah. gear. It was, it was pretty funny though. So like I, I see Bex disappear oh, somewhere. I pull over, <laughs> and then I, I you know we communicate on like. Did the you glimpse launch and shit like the bolt that. in there? Yeah, it can't. You know what? I I'm not sure, get but it Loctite came with Loctite. Like a <laughs> oh, it's on the, when it's you on ordered the, the bolt, yeah. they gave you Loctite. Yeah, except for red locker, and I was like, it's like lock patch. It's it's not as good as Loctite. No, it's not because mm. the Don't. first one had that stuff on it too. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, I wonder if you have to add spit to activate or something like that. <laughs> no, it's as it's I'm driving activated. By. Yeah, it was friction? pretty. It was pretty yeah. funny though when I I whip back around. What are you jerking off, Liza? What are you was, doing over there? You no, know, I was putting spit on the bolt. That's oh, I was going to say, I, I hadn't seen that hand signal yet. <laughs> Don't ever make those moves. I am definitely staring. That was the most interesting bolt I've ever seen. I am <laughs> big bolt. You want to see another one? Definitely staying on this side of the room. All right, so, Torque my bolt. Oh, you got, so you got, you got it back on, and so, Chris, you didn't have to rescue her? She was already rescued. Right. She had herself. It, it, it helped, was, though, having a big van like, yeah, off block to the it. side. Yeah of the yeah, road because it, it was way more obvious i almost made it into the truck stop which i thought would be a real safe spot but some <laughs> dick like didn't pay attention and didn't see me as i'm trying to get from the like far left to i don't know how many lanes that is but a lot well, it was like five yeah it was fucked it was, it, was, it, it was funny when i finally catch up Ugh. with bex she goes yeah Chris pulled over to help me. I was like, get this. I'm like, of, of Guess course. Guess who saved me. Of course Chris found you on the side of the highway. So right. when the shifter falls off, does it go like dingling along the ground? Yeah. Does it go yep, yep. Yeah. So I've been working on my, <laughs> on my catch skills with my feet. Oh, um, so <laughs> you can't. I've caught cool stuff. I don't know. And um, yeah. So I, I Emma's face is priceless because it just says right. to me, why don't you just fix it right? <laughs> like you should just fix it properly. <laughs> well, okay, so the design and the previous owner collided. Um, the design what? makes it really narrow. Right. Uh, where the shifter and the kickstand and the actual shift actuator part, um, it, they're really tight. And then the previous owner had a really, really bad crash. Mm. And so its bolt is bent on both ends. So it's a, we've shimmied around it. And yeah, I probably should have put thread locker. <laughs> Or lock tight, so with something speed with of, uh, that friction or spit activated with or that not, lock patch, know. you really need to. It, it's this is just a good tip for everyone. If you get a bolt with lock patch on it, you need to run it in with like a actual like battery or plug in impact impact, mm. impact. drill. It you cannot hand put those uh, in because it needs to generate heat. It needs to generate yeah. heat to activate the lock patch. What if, if I just mm. torch it? Yeah, what if no. lighter? <laughs> so, but if you, if you spit lighter. on it and rub it really fast, that's no. lots of friction. Stop it! <laughs> it's more of, so the lock patch is more of a reminder to add lock tight. Although, although uh, Yeah, that's a good thing. It's like a, it's like a red flag. Although I will hey. say, uh, Chris can't say too much. I'm hanging out with him today over in the, in the pits and he's got his two mm. bikes over there, mm -hmm. which were wicked. Hopefully you guys talked about that. But I look over, he goes, oh yeah, I forgot I gotta put this like head bolt in or something. He's fucking <laughs> bolt in the steering a little yeah, bit later oh or yeah, what about I, did you show I didn't share tighten the, the pinch bolt on the triple trees that's, oh, that's kind of important no it's kind no. of 
I don't know. It's kind the of upper or lower ones. ones. Are more important. You'll uh, notice it really fast. Could, could, explain, yeah, that, no, see, could explain that wobble. No, no. It actually <laughs> It's the one that, in the top triple that pinches the stem. Not all oh, bikes, right. not all bikes okay. even have it. Right, so it's exactly. obviously not necessary. Right. Oh, <laughs> like, speaking of. Obviously. And I look over a minute later. I think you already had your race leathers on your helmet and a fucking nut. With nut had come off. Yeah, I had lost a nut off my clutch lever. And I had seen it and I didn't know what I was off of. And then I found it. In the public. That's why it's called Super Hooligan. Speaking of. Speaking of pinch bolts and and wobbles, uh, if you ever take a wheel off, remember to crank back down the pinch bolt that holds the axle yeah, on. That's yeah. I always forget that one until about ten miles into my first yeah, ride. And, and make sure you put your um, cotter pin in. Hey, I don't that have to you back. Here, let's let's sh- shake our head and roll our eyes in unison. Ready, go. <sighs> oh, I love it. I love, what I love it's the best. work in progress. What I love is we left the track before Chris. We he, he we watched him run a couple of races. And, <laughs> yeah, and it was super fun. Thanks for letting us hang out with you. It was really cool. Thanks for coming. The whole sp- Did you show the trophy? The duct tape trophy from. Oh, it's in my. It's in the van. I'll have to bring it in. But yeah, we leave first, and we're like, okay, we're on bikes. All right, we'll see you. And I think I texted Liza. Yeah. Me and Bex might make yeah, it. Yeah, I was Chris, wondering I don't how know. things were flipping around. So I'll try to make it. I'm like, Chris is gonna fucking beat us. Out we're there. laughing. <laughs> yep, the van Chris doesn't go faster than 85. The... It stops. Dude, going. the wind was. It has fucked. a limiter at 85. Oh my god, <gasps> it's super. An Ooh. actual limiter. Yeah. Did yeah. you feel the wind, Chris? Coming yeah, over the yeah. pass, dude. Yeah, dude. I had to. I don't know. I think Jim basically held my bike up. Well, we stopped to put on some more clothes, and then we got off. It was so windy and that my bike's, bike was blowing over. I couldn't hold it up. I had to get <laughs> like both legs on one side and hold it up against the wind. So you oh two, we heard Chris's report from on the track. What, how was the event from the stands? Oh, it was fun. It was a hoot. I mean, the, the things I like about those events, and first, you know, Sacramento Mile, you know, the first time I've been there, the legendary sac- knock. <laughs> Sorry, man. I'm You're just... sitting a little too close to him, man. So when you think about all the history and all the stuff there, Kenny Roberts, of course, and, and all the racing that's gone on there. Yeah. And it's one of the few mile tracks left in the country, right? And uh, what, Ascot was one. And what's the other one? In Peoria or something like that? Uh, Springfield's the, Springfield. the big one. And they uh, just did like Arizona and stuff, but not all of them are that nice. Yeah. So, so to be able to go, well, they had the on-track betting on the inside to the horse betting so that was kind of nice oh you there. could gamble the ac oh yeah <laughs> ah, that's it's dope. very very you, fit right in, knock, that's all i'll say <laughs> and uh but anyway it was really cool to watch because at those events you get to see so many different kinds of motorcycles you got the the big v twins you got the singles you got vintage bikes you got new bikes did Ooh. you ever see what what was that four-cylinder thing that was running today it sounded like a moto gp bike or it, was, it was it was just oh, wait awesome. a minute is that wade boyd and no. his fucking r1 dirt tracker Maybe. What? Yeah, it's a clapped out something sport bike. Yeah, it and he'd, he'd pull a wheelie out of turn four and go all the way down the front stretch. Oh, is that an R one? <laughs> okay, so there's this guy in San if Francisco. It is, it's naked. Yeah. yeah. Okay, it could be him. Maybe someone else. Anyway, just as a side, there's a guy in San Francisco. His name is Wade Boy, and he has an R one. Yeah. And he, it's a flat tracker. Is it Sorry. full fairing or naked? Uh, I think it might be naked. Is it kind of older and a little clapped out? Yeah, it's an older. It's like Very a well could oh eight oh nine bike, I think. This, I think, was older. It was yeah. more like a steel frame-ish, yeah. but the oh, dude was hauling ass. Well, there's that okay. SV650 we saw out there, too, with fucking street <laughs> tires. But yeah, uh, the, the four-cylinder had street tires, too. Yeah. yeah. But what, oh, what interesting. Back to yeah. Liza's thing is, is you get to see a whole bunch of different bikes, BSAs, you know. Um, was there a, 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 a CT110 out there again? With a, no. 
That was what I loved it. <laughs> it's, a mild, this is a oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a mile track. It's a mile track. Yeah. But uh but it was a lot of fun. Um I mean cuz you get so so many different bikes and the people are really interesting too like we were hanging out with Chris and <laughs> well you next thing you're talking to this dude and he's like, "Yeah, I was a national champion. My son was a national champion. My grandson was a national champion. We were all national champions in one year." And you're like, "This guy was 71 and he'd been racing his whole yeah. life." Wow. He'd won in every age category. But you get to meet really interesting people like that too, which have great stories like we were chatting with Chris and this dude, I can't remember his name, but the frame maker guy who talked about F- oh, yeah, all, yeah. offsetting the front wheel by like four inches. Yeah. Right, to gain the steering. Because you only turn one way. Yeah. So yeah. if the Hopefully. wheels are offset a little bit, it could be good or bad, but if you go the right oh, way, it could be good. And this was Chris's so first mile, which means like it translates that you have a really wide curve like your corners are are wide so there it's fast it just translates that you're going really 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 fast really really yeah. really fast and then yesterday with the pro event we're we're like kind of hanging out in the pits and bex just like walks into one of the riders pits and then starts talking to the head mechanic and then starts playing with plugs on the bike dude she's got wires like in her hand yeah. underneath the seat <laughs> Fucking Indian $35,000 flat track bike. Sorry, I'm, I'm going to nerd out on that. I got my nut off there. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I, I want to like nerd out on this tech thing where it's like you have an offset front wheel. So essentially you have a two-track vehicle that has two wheels. Well, or, the thing is like when you turn one direction... Uh, you, you can have the bike can be heavier on one side than the other. Yeah. And as you lean it, it can do weird things as long as those weird things are good in the direction you're going. Right. I haven't tried that yet. It's it's actually has been a discussion between myself and some other racers, like, and Ooh. especially my old man because he's all into experimenting. And I'm like, hey, so if I do weird spacers to the front tire and I move the front tire to the right side of the forks or the left side of the that forks, like, what would it do? <clears throat> right. Right. And we're kind of like, I don't know. And it. I'm also kind of scared to try it. <laughs> yeah, because I'm thinking like this is going back to NASCAR. How like the left set of the wheels are smaller than the right yeah. side. Yeah, I grew up in uh, basically a small sprint car Wait, with, a, what? with a sport. You bike know motor. that? Huh. <laughs> and uh, wow, that's how yeah. it was a locked axle, and the right rear tire was way way bigger than the inside tire. It was yeah. kind of cool. crazy. I was watching racing on Friday night, and it was cars, but the the camber on the tires was so. Uh, so di- fucking diagonal to one side on both, and it was the same way on all wow. f- all four tires. Was and it an oval car? Uh, or a road course? It was more like it was, a Lincoln. It was turn like one way sedan. or turn both turn ways. one way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was well, all yeah. So the 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 guy that I was um his name Jeffrey Carver, right? Yeah, Jeffrey Carver. Um, he and his bike blew also, up later. Yeah. Bex had nothing to do with it though. <laughs> no, but we're talking about like doing a trick, trying this that. He wanted to shave some weight off, and he, so he used aluminum bolts for his case Ooh. his lower case blew up on the track oh. and he was in winning position oh. how about just taking for a the, dump in the morning that's what it was, uh, <laughs> make a race weight you need titanium for that though. it was for the yeah it was the stator cover so there's not really a load but then there's also the magnetic load every time right. too. Yeah. So um, the vibration too. His mechanic yeah. basically said I, I tried it and it didn't work and I'm not going to do it anymore yeah, yeah. Um, Carver's actually I don't know if he could lose much weight taking a shit. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the other cool thing that, like, you touched on about these races, and a big shout-out to to American... Uh Uh-oh. Who's doing that? Oh. That's not me. I did not do that. Facts. It, like it was just know. your phone. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But a shout out to American Flat Track. Uh, they, they put on a great event, and uh, it's really awesome. They, uh, it, it's very accessible. You know, you can get down in the pits. Um, how well attended was it? 
it was decent. It's actually I mean, pretty good this year. Yeah, I heard sense. last year was not near as good. Yeah, and they have a thing um, twice during the day, once before qualifying, I think, and then once before the mains, where they um, all, everyone in the stands is allowed to go down to the pits and get autographs and everything. Cool. And like, I'm thinking about MotoGP and stuff. Do they really do that? Or is Park just... Ferme is about the closest thing. Mm-hmm. I yeah, think. I mean, yeah, and it's kind of like where the track is to the stands. It's really accessible. Right. And I get that, but it's definitely like something cool. And you see the kids going down and yeah. get stuff autographed and buying merch because you got to think like a lot of these writers are on their own budget you know sure. and selling a t-shirt very grassroots <laughs> yeah selling you know you sell a few t-shirts that's what gets you to the next race or get you a tire for the next round yeah. so them opening it up and it it, it kind of helps you know the fans connect with the riders and stuff too so it's definitely a good part of it i got a question for you how long have you been doing this um, the hooligan stuff for about just no, just dirt track years. racing in general. Um, really, so I guess before this, I did Speedway, yeah. So that's oh, kind of crazy, dirt too. Track. yeah. Speedway is the gnarliest thing I've ever thrown a leg over oh, by dude. far, yeah. Um, but they love it in Europe. Is that banked? Yeah. Uh, it depends on the track. Custom Mesa has a little bit of bank, but it's usually, and especially in Europe, it's flat. Yeah. yeah. But it's just uh, everything you know about a motorcycle is wrong. You yeah. got to do yoga to do that shit. Well, and if you, yeah, if you know how to ride a motorcycle, it takes you longer to learn how to ride a speedway bike yeah. because your your head's telling you one, like you know, you know the guys that are fast are like, hey, do this, and your your natural reactions are like, no, it's fucking wrong. Don't do that. You're right. gonna hit a wall. You're counterleaning the fuck out of the shit out of that thing. It's right? not even like, that. It's, no? um, you're on the throttle to turn, and you're off the throttle. To go straight type stuff, especially when you're learning. That's yeah. okay. So, so how long have you been in there? Like, you're uh, supposed to do it? No, it's totally back. So, you, you, so you've you're been on in it. Throttle a shitload. Like where where a normal bike would get on the brakes to get into a corner, you get on the throttle. Nice. What? Yeah. yeah. No, so no, even no. even so before you, you come actually... up to the corner. Yeah. So when you first oh, learn, when I first mm. learned what you would do, you would coast the straightaway so you didn't have a ton of speed, and then you would get on the throttle and kick it sideways and go all the way around the corner from the entry all the way around to the exit. Oh, I see. So, so yeah, like on cat. a street bike, you like, right, you take it easy. speed see up on the straightaway and then slow and then get back on like even the, on, I see. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's not so that it's like, like pin it through the corner yeah. and then coast on the like straight. Like the, the whole it. entry to the corner too, you're pinned. That's freaking crazy. Yeah, it's, okay, uh, so you've been in this for how long? We used to just racing um, in general dirt track and... Yeah, and then I did Supermoto a couple years before that. Yeah. Um, and then that was really about all the motorcycle racing i grew up in dirt cars yeah i grew up like driving those and kind of being around racing so a lot basically your whole life but, but i want Pretty to know how, how many yeah. bones have you broken racing um wait i got one more question that leads yeah, into that i've technically only broken three bones in my whole life i broke my arm when i was two falling off a wrecker i broke my toe on a bicycle being drunk and i broke a bone <laughs> in my wrist on a speedway bike and i didn't actually know that i broke it until a few weeks ago <laughs> with the, the crash we were talking about i got an x-ray and they saw a break and then the wrist doctor was like um uh he was like i'm not sure it's broke so i get a ct scan and he's like when did you do this and at the time i'm like it was about three weeks ago and he's like nope I was like, oh, well, then uh, I don't know. He's like, <laughs> he's like, this break is older than that. And I'm like, oh, about two and a half years. And he goes, it could be. And I'm like, all right. Wow. At least I know when. I've been fortunate in those regards for sure. Are you actually seeing a research? Because there's this thing about there's a resurgence in flat track. Are you seeing this Absolutely. by the races you're going to? The Absolutely. People um, there's a lot of factors to that. And I don't, yeah. um, I'm not going to say that the hooligans are solely responsible. That's definitely not the case. Right. But they are a, um, a good part of it. Yeah. And the grassroots aspect of it, the grassroots, like, and honestly, as dumb as this sounds, the social media side of it too. Sure, yeah, I mean, that's um, just how things are going. Well, yeah, and it's it, fun it really to watch. Is. And yeah. and you got guys like I actually give most of the credit for making it what it is 
to Rusty Butcher yeah, yeah, because yeah. of the uh-huh. stuff he's doing uh-huh. because of that like popularity. Um, Mark's really good with that self promotion and that that just doing those things and, and bringing that along. And that had a lot to do with the hooligan racing, you know, the rowing in the beginning. The other thing I'll say is when you go watch racing, the hooligan stuff is fun because you're like it's a bunch of dudes like you, a little crazier. But you know, it's it usually yeah. it's a short it's yeah. a short track. They're big. Are bikes. you back, cat? the whole idea is it's like kind of overweight dudes that work nine to five and drink beers and give high fives and we just go out and race fucking motorcycles dude you made you made the main with a duct taped slide on your carb so yeah Yeah, i won the heat how many the heat there it is spot yeah well it's a cv carb and it was either not going to lift the slide up or just open the slide up and see how it rode so that worked um well enough (laughs) it also it worked at that track because of how that the the clay surface was yeah but um Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it a good track. experiment, but it's fun to watch. I think the the hooligan stuff it's it's cool. It's hip. I mean, it's there's just a lot of cool yeah, shit about it, but it's exciting motorcycle. You know, racing. we joke about it, but um, I tell a lot of people that it's the WWE of flat track. That's great. And yeah. honestly, <laughs> totally perfect. Honestly, perfect. It, it is, and it needs to stay that way. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you guys have seen my bike. It's not a cookie cutter flat track bike. Mm. Yeah. Like I have an aluminum rear fender on it. It kind of looks kind of like looks retro and stuff. It and looks. I, cool. I do that yeah, and I, I like keep it. that because it's not a cookie cutter flat track item, and it. It works for what I want and it looks good, but it's just a little different. A lot of the riders are different, you know, like you look at guys like Butcher again, um, even myself, um, things like that. It, it really, like, we stand out a little bit where you look at the AFT yeah. pros. Yeah. yeah. And this is a case in, in a lot of racing right now, whether it's NASCAR or whether it's motocross or whatever. Like, the riders are so cookie cutter. And I think a lot of the fans, like, they don't know who to root for. You, you know, know? If, right, if you right. really want to stand out, though, I would suggest wearing a bucket on your head. Um, I prefer helmets, but uh, <laughs> wear a I'm bucket gonna braid on your helmet. His hair next time. I stand out because I don't have any visible tattoos. <laughs> yeah, you you're you're there normal you guy. Quote uh, unquote. Well, we, we were hanging out at the RV place. Me and Bex were in an RV instead of a hotel room to hang out in. And oh my gosh, we were right there. We're chilling, yeah. and I see I see, we see the rest, the uh, the uh, the speed merchant van come by. And uh, oh, there's Chris. And I, and you parked us up. You got out. You started looking around. I'm like, look at that. Tro- that guy looks like fucking trouble. If I didn't know him, I'd probably mace him. <laughs> I think. I think Chris, you embody the hooligan spirit. You're up drinking beer late. Sometimes like- I need to do that less. But you know, it's because I mean, and the racing has elevated so much in the last couple of years. And um, series like the RSD series, especially like there was fifteen hundred dollars to win, and then it dropped down to three hundred dollars for second, yeah. which Ouch. I one hundred percent do not agree with. However, that also elevates the racing, mm-hmm. not always in a good way either. But yeah, um, now, now do you still see throw an elbow? Yeah, do you still uh, see uh, pros trying to sneak into the hooligans? Oh, stuff? absolutely! Right, Andy Dorino promote the brand. Oh, However, yeah, out of uh, Portland? Yeah. yeah. However, um, I am one of the few people in the world, especially non-professional flat trackers, that have been Sammy Howarded by Slamming Sammy Halbert. So I got that going for me. <laughs> I'm in a pretty tight that neck is. club. Uh, the guy's nickname is Slamming Sammy Halbert. And uh, at the one show two years ago, I out-hole-shotted him from a stagger start, which meant uh, we were in a... It's not a single row. It's like right. an offset row. So I was actually a full bike length behind him. I out-hole shotted him in the turn one. And it's partially my fault. I shouldn't have tried to take the corner away from Sammy Halbert. And, uh, yeah, his, his, no, his no answer was just to pump me right up out of the way. Mm. Um, but so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but whatever, because those like are concrete barriers in those turns. I mean... 
Yeah. He squared me up. It's not like he took out the front wheel or something. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> Man, it's so but, cool uh, to watch them off the line because the front end of those bikes lift up and it's so many different kinds of bikes. Too. Usually only mine. Everyone else, <laughs> every, everyone else thinks it's super cool when you have smoke coming off your tire. And I'm like, I never see your smoke off your tire at the start because I'm too busy entering the corner already. Yeah. I did uh, Friday night. I was in, I, uh, I was in the LCQ and I was on the outside and I'm like, there's only one way to get the whole shot from the outside. And I scooted way back and it carried the front wheel. It was a loose track too. It wasn't even clay and hmm. it carried the wheel all the way into turn one. You know, wow. it, it's fun watching the guys come off the line on the outside spot. Cause they're always the guys fucking ripping. You also, um, a little secret. If you're on the outside spot, your bike's not straight. Your bike's pointed <clears throat> towards turn one. Mm. Yep. And if you guys are ever on the start line with me and I'm on the outside, know that about my bike too. <laughs> <laughs> so there, if you're it, going straight, just know that I'm not. Yeah. yeah. There, there's a lot of fun skid marks too. That like as you're looking at the <laughs> oh, when, starting when lineup. When people leave yeah. the line, oh, all yeah. sorts of weird shit happens. Yeah. Wheelies, fishtails. Really I got a question for you. Were you the guy in the YouTube video on the Harley down in Southern California that was riding <laughs> crazily? The, the one, the oh, big crash. No, no, you wasn't. You didn't no, crash. the one, oh. the one who's railing it. Oh, to yeah. Holland. The guy like dragging pegs and about crashes. That's a dude. I don't know his actual name on instagram he's national motors yeah okay i haven't so i've uh with those guys that's kind of that do all that i've been to the i've been to streets of willow and big willow on my dyna yeah um i haven't ridden with him but the two guys that are more into it and doing it more are the, a guy from uh, a little shop called uh 27 cycles and okay. the guy that has a dyno and is the business is jiffy tune and they're doing they got their race license at chuckwalla on their dynas and they're racing chuckwalla series Wow. On big twin Harleys. That's is that crazy. the one who's like he's he's like he's dragging the peg so hard into some of those corners, the rear wheel skipping around? Yeah, yeah. That's, he got a little. I think he got stuff. the exhaust too big in, and it, it picked up the rear wheel. Oh my god! Mm. So right. I got a an announcement to make, Chris. I hope you know this. You're pregnant. I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I do know I'm pregnant. June 9th. Does this date sound familiar to you? Yeah. You're not sure why. Well, one reason is there's a flat track race in my hometown on a track I want to ride, and I can't make it. Oh. But <laughs> there's something at Lucky Wheels, right? There is, exactly. So uh, Naked Jim and I are going to be uh, going down to L.A. Again? Uh, yep. Last uh, time I didn't, I came back in a animal like, crate. I, didn't I, work I, out so I didn't good. hear about that. What's going on? And uh, we're going down to L.A. And June 9th, <laughs> it's a Saturday evening, we're uh, meeting up with uh, the guys, uh, Chris and... What are we calling him now? Uh, Leisure Suit Larry? uh, It's Junkie Turdman on the show. Junkie Turdman. Junkie Turdman. At Lucky Wheels Garage, we're going to be having a little barbecue, and anyone who wants to come down and join us can. Yeah, sounds good. It's going to be Saturday, June 9th, I think around 5 p.m. I don't know. Larry... No, <laughs> oh no, no. oh man. Uh, now, yeah, he told me about it, and I don't know. I'm um, leaving on Saturday. I'm driving the van and a trailer to Eastern Tennessee, and uh, so I'm going to be gone. Uh, are you your own pit uh, nine pit or bitch? ten days? Right. Are you your own pitch bit pit bitch and racer? Usually, you don't yeah. have. A, oh, Usually, damn. yeah. Um, part of it is I don't have a lot of people that. Well, I don't like barking orders at people either. Sure. Um, and there's I not a lot you. of people like in the pits that kind of know what to do. Yeah. Um, it's a very personal thing. It is. Bit. And yeah. so much of it's preference. Like, yeah. as a rider, I'll look at a track and I'll look at the bike and I'll be like, okay, I'm going to start off with 20 and 22 PSI. 
or yeah. or I'll look at the surface and be like, you know what, I'm going to start off at 18 and 20 today. Yeah. Um, just that kind of stuff. And you know, if you have a good mechanic, you guys are talking about that anyway. Yeah. But I just don't. Um, sometimes I'm actually fortunate enough. I grew up in Indiana, so it doesn't happen that often, but it is happening in Eastern Tennessee. My dad's going to the race. Yeah. And since I grew up in a dirt car with him as the like mechanic, we work really well together um, yeah. at the racetrack. Yeah, so. but you have a good sense of trust and competency with the people. You, that's what you need. Right? Yeah. A, so that's and you know I trust a lot of the guys that are at the track with me, but um, you know you just on your own motorcycle sometimes, especially doing that stuff, you want to. And and if something goes wrong, I got no one to blame but myself too. Oh, so sure. you know yeah. you want to know you're making the call and, essentially. Yeah. 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 So, so I so, like how he was mentioning that he looks at the track and he analyzes the track and then makes adjustments to his motorcycle. When there are other competitors um, in Sac Mayo that they have computers and they pop them up on screen i actually saw chris analyze. put some dirt in his mouth he actually licked it and, like, <laughs> like, his finger with and the, dirt. the wind is it about you know 11 there's a little bit of both one hour. thing i think you're you're referring to is uh in carver's pit they plugged in the motors mm-hmm. yeah. um and they could see oil pressure and oil temp and rpm and rpm spike and, and yeah. throttle position with the new indians and stuff knock would have got a hard on and uh <laughs> yeah. Little nerd yeah it was yeah. actually pretty cool the fuck out, yeah. Yeah, and then really cool. um jeffrey himself actually pulled up a chart and it was a gearing chart he wanted to go half a tooth so he had to look at a gearing chart and Mm. figure out if i got to change both to only get half a tooth i actually have i keep it on my phone i have uh in your notes on your phone uh and i did it today also i have the track where the track is um, what gear I'm in in the transmission on the bike mm-hmm. and what gear was on the bike mm-hmm. and how it felt, whether it's a little bit too tall or a little bit too short or just right. And I've had them like Castle Rock, Washington is one example where I felt like it was just right. And I went back the next year and my gearing was totally different, different gear in the tranny, even yeah. though I set it up by my notes to start with. Yep. Conditions mm. change. It's conditions and it's riding style too. Yeah. You know, the better you I evolve, get and the more I know person, I involve. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm trying to, um, I guess for like to make it sound simple, I try to steer the bike with the RPM of the motor yeah. in the corner, uh-huh. steering with the rear of the bike a little mm-hmm. bit, especially on some of the flat tracks. So yeah. I'm riding in different RPM ranges to do that um, and just accelerate to where it feels hey, better. So steer the bike with the RPM of the motor. Is that saying like if you want to steer it harder, you rev it up more to bring the rear around? Yeah, more? actually, yeah. yeah. Um, so because you're, you're sliding the rear end, so you're, you're slid out a little bit and... The more percentage of wheel spin you have is usually the more slide you have. Yeah. So wow. I'm curious, Chris, what when you were uh, today when you were racing, it might be different on the different bikes. Yeah, I did not slide at all today. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I guess, like, <laughs> that you so were fast. you were feeling the bikes out. So what when you were coming in, like uh, say once you were going, what gearing were you doing coming into turn? Into turn one, into turn three. Were you in sixth and fifth? Were I, you fucking around. Yeah, with I wasn't that? shifting at all on the Sportster. I was in fourth. Um, and I changed gearing at the beginning of the day. We I set it up as tall as I had, actually. I was talking to a friend of mine, and they're like, we're going to be doing 130. We're going to run fifth gear in these tall gears. And uh, we weren't. So I was in fourth <laughs> anyway, and it was too tall, so I dropped a tooth on the front. The Seminole, the fancy 750 that I was on, we have no other gearing. It's Like I said, it's a show bike, really. So I it's was a race bike fourth. now. It, I was texting my buddy, too. He's so <laughs> excited that we put that thing on the mile. Because as a motorcycle builder, there's not a lot of them, especially that build stuff on their own dime. Yeah. Like, yeah. Speed Merchant is not a large business. You know, like, yeah, it pays his bills and stuff. But it, he's not getting rich. He doesn't have a real fancy house in a real fancy part of L.A. or anything like that. Right. Um, so, you know, if I crash this bike... 
he doesn't have time to fix it yeah. <laughs> and he's got to come out basically of his own pocket in the shop's pocket to fix it and it's actually a big deal to him so um, hey Eric, but, chris hold on real quick emma's yeah. gotta go go to bail you out of here I'm out of here. Sayonara, suckers. You're not in the truck with the little twin cylinder bike that's all stripped down, are you? No, that was me. She's the goosey. That's why I'm back. Oh, you could tell me. I can back out of your way. It's fine. I'm here. No, I'm riding today. So, see you next week, Chris. On a GT, what's the water? You have a water buffalo, right? No, I've I've got a motor goosey right now. Okay. Yeah, green my grandpa's one. got a water buffalo. The pretty green, sparkly Ooh, one. The nice one. Does he want to sell it to me? Um, when he dies, we might have some deals to work out. Okay, yeah. very good. Very good. Keep <laughs> me in mind, darling. No, I will, because I've also got bikes that I want that need um, tuned up. They've been oh, sitting a while. CBX? Yes. I, 79 CBX. Yeah, I have dark. an 82. Oh, we're going to talk. We're going to talk, yeah, darling. for sure. Cool. He's yeah. also got uh, one of the most rare in RE5. Oh! Rotary, yeah. oh my god. What? <laughs> my, wow. engine, my, my grandpa's got probably 60 like or 80 bikes in his barn. Shit, yeah, it's dude. a Suzuki. This Suzuki like oh my god. It's a worthy god. field trip. With the beer can like dials? Yeah, I don't know if I, they only did those one year, I think. Oh, okay. But it's, wow. it's, that, it's that bike. Bye, Emma. Bye, Emma. That's crazy. So, Nock, you think uh, Chris is pretty cool, right? I think he's pretty cool. Uh, I, I think I can... Even though I ride a Harley? That, I can pump that up of a course. notch a little bit. Especially if you ride a Harley. Chris, can you tell him what you do for a living? I'm a CNC programmer. A what? CNC programmer. Oh. At? Well, hello. Uh, <laughs> at uh, Vance and Hines. Oh, well, hello. <laughs> <laughs> nice. For real? Like, do you do, like, automated tube bending and shit oh like that? Oh, my God. Is that, is the hard-on is so... Uh, I don't do the I tube bending. Oh, okay. Jesus. Yeah. We do Put have CNC tube benders, but yeah. I don't do that. Okay. What do you do? Uh, all our dies... Oh, cool. Um, we do a lot of, like, heat shield dies and stuff like that. Oh, so I mean, not Knock needs to check out the wheels you made. Yeah, the yeah, wheels yeah, yeah. on the Seminole and not the ones on my bike right now. Oh, my God. And Anno, I designed those. And <laughs> like, I, that's kind of like the thing I wanted to shift my ex, uh, thing towards. Like, Work I've release been, program? <laughs> yes, that's it. <laughs> Don't uh, shift it, not. No, I've been going on, on the Craigslist looking for metal lays and starting to do more metal working type shit when, yeah. and CNC and all that Man. stuff. So. My part-time hobby, I make knives, too. Dude, I used to fucking make kitchen knives. I just found out about this. I, I just, used to make fucking like sushi knives, custom sushi knives. So hard, motherfucker. We need to talk, motherfucker. I think the listeners even hear I would the like wedding to do some bells stuff, over though. here. It's, it's fucking cool. Yeah. You might be staying yeah. at Knox's house tonight. Hey, you guys, I, I want to get some emails. It's like eHarmony over here for fucking yeah, metal nerds and shit. Moto Harmony. Stop it, Nog. Nog, don't do it in the... You don't even get that excited for MotoGP. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, well, while he simmers down over there. Kat, can you read an email? Simmer Maybe. Down. Okay, 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 okay. Yes, Greetings sir. from Pennsylvania, from hey. Tom. Hey, Tom. Hey, Hello, Misfits. I'm a relatively recent listener since watching an old episode of Riding with Norman Reedus. Hey. Uh, right. I'm still waiting through the back episodes, so you're keeping me constantly entertained. My daily uh, my daily ride is a 2015 Yamaha FJR 1300 ES. Ooh, I like yeah. those. Um, my Very stable nice. also includes a, a 2000 Kawasaki W... W650 and a uh, 80 Honda CB900C that has taken more than its fair share of skin from my knuckles when I mm. cracked the cases to fix a countershaft seal Ouch. leak. 
I'm hoping to add something at Mid Ohio in July. Nice. Um, uh, hopefully, I'll run into some misfits too. Mm-hmm. As a self-taught shade tree mechanic, I wish I had access to the recycle garage when I was younger. Alas, the dark days prior to YouTube, I had to rely on climber. Haynes, uh, FSMs, and my limited brain power. You're doing good work teaching others how to wrench uh, and wear proper gear. I especially love that you guys have closet donations for free gear. He's talking about gear that he wants to give to us. Yes, we want your gear. Please send it to us. (laughs) Thank Um, you, Tom. uh, it, It helps gear up writers and that's particularly near and dear to my heart just because I've left quite a lot of my skin along the ground. (laughs) You've seen some shit. (laughs) Become a flesh crayon. (laughs) Um... Uh, see. <laughs> yeah, he he just wraps up saying that uh, this is basically just a bigger war between him and his wife, and he he still wants the clutter around his house. So if we say we want it, we get it. But if we say we don't, the wife wins. <laughs> so yeah. we, yeah, we, want, we it. want it. Yeah, I I need new knee pads. I broke mine. Oh. That's sad. I know. Yeah. Nice. Don't ask. Um, yeah, so <laughs> it says keep up the good work. And Just cut up some cutting yeah. boards, put it on your pants. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. It was nice cool. hearing from so you, Tom. So I have one here from John Rack. He says, hey, guys and girls and those undecided, uh, <laughs> listening and loving your podcast in the Philippines. Just curious. Cool. It says, always on when twiddling with my bike bits. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, in the hot. Okay. Wow. Uh, anyways, he's gotten a sh- he has a Shadow 1100 C2 and it's fucking awesome, especially riding it here in the Philippines where it's super sunny though sometimes just oh god ball sweating hot. Because he where it's not a moped. He also has a Zongchen RX3 250cc adventure bike. Uh, it's the same thing as the California Scooter Company, those little 250cc adventure bikes. Yeah. Um, fun bike to play with. So, yeah, the Honda. Wonder, uh, wonder if the wonderful Miss Emma might do a little about that <coughs> bike. Uh, as I know little about them anyway, just wanted to say hi. And if any of your lot are in the Philippines, I have bikes and a free place for you to sleep, drink, and eat. P.S. P.S. I think I have a crush on Emma. She's fabulously darling, simply fabulous. Who doesn't? Aww. Everyone yeah, has a crush that, on that's Emma. That's pretty She's fantastic. So, uh, and, and just uh, know, John, she did read that before you left. <laughs> So, uh, are we the number one motorcycle podcast in the Philippines? Uh, it would suck if we're the only one and we no, were second. No, Cleveland Moto still wins. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say that the Philippines or riding styles and things like that, where like Thailand and stuff comes to mind for me, because I'll do things like duct tape a case of beer on top of my top case because I need the extra space. And I'm thinking, well, they, you know, you ride with chickens or something or three people in different countries. Why can't I have more stuff? Liza's looking at me. Where's like, the story? I have to say, I tuned you out for a second. I came back at the chickens. I heard that too. I saw it. God damn it. I thought I was the only one. I saw, okay. oh, shit. I saw a video today of, of two dudes on a small, like a 250cc motorcycle with yeah. two goats. Yeah, okay. Live goats. Exactly. Was, well, just so you know, in that country, chill. a 250cc is a large bike. So that was the appropriate goat carrying bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was yeah. awesome. Bagel, you got an email? I do. Uh, the email is titled, I want to get a dual sport. Oh. From Slardy Bartfast. <laughs> there it is. He says, greeting misfits. 
<laughs> Greeting Misfiteers. Lately, I've been wanting to go off-road badly. I love my current bike dearly, a 2015 FZ09, but holy hell is it sketchy in gravel slash dirt. Well, yeah. yeah. TKZ80s. <laughs> they I, have an adventure Put some version. knobbies on it. Yeah. I, I have had my mm-hmm. eye on the DR650 for some time now, but do you think I would miss the FC if I traded to the DR650? Yes. yes. Would. Keep both. Yeah. The, yes. the hoon nature of the FZ is going to make me lose my license, I swear, <laughs> which is why I am contemplating trading. Just don't get caught, dude. Yeah. I had to ride faster for that reason. <laughs> should, should I wait another year when I might be able to afford the DR without having to sell the FZ or swap now? Yes. Wait. wait, wait. Yeah. Okay. I don't really get as much time on it now as I have two little ones who who got to who got to briefly meet Miss Emma last year at Vintage Days. Holler. Aww. Love the podcast. Scooters are fun as shit, Bagel. And I'll be the dork running around on my 1979 Kawasaki KV75 during Vintage Days. Cool. Peace, nice. Joe. All right. Um, look can to I just you, say, like, I mean, anyone trying to have it all with one bike, you won't be satisfied, right? You're going to end up it's with difficult. the Swiss Army yeah. knife of what? bikes where it's it difficult. does everything, but it doesn't do anything, like, really well. Or and you're just going to be disappointed by it. MA, how many bikes do you have? Two. Okay, see? Does anyone in this room own one bike? I own one. I also own like five more. Yeah. <laughs> I, I own one. I own three of it. Three. Yeah. So, yeah. so I actually went to the, uh, does anyone know about the Portland Alley Sweeper? Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. Is that a fixed gear race? That sounds like a terrible strip club. Oh, no, no. That's amazing. <laughs> so it's one it's, day in Saturday. Uh, it's like a Saturday in April. And all these people in certain neighborhoods of Portland, they put up fences and just neglect their alleys. It's huge pits and potholes. People cut down trees and throw the wood back there. It's chest high weeds, all of it. So it's one Saturday in April where two to 300 dual sports and off-road bikes. Podcast. Oh, I know exactly where you're going. Yeah, you know yeah. where I'm going with this. Yeah. So here's the thing. It's got to be street legal bikes. Yeah. Except people just duct tape a flashlight to the yeah. front of their bikes and rip through these fucking. It's only gonna be street legal if you get pulled over. Yeah. Right? yeah. I saw a guy dump a street bike and just saw the ego dripping off of him. <laughs> just he was pissed he dropped a street bike. Yeah. But it was a ton of us just swarming the city, two to three hundred bikes all at once, ruining traffic for the next forty five minutes in each that neighborhood. Great. So it so does sound like a fixed gear race. Here's what I'd say. Um, <laughs> no, the FCO seven is a fun bike. If you go get a DR six fifty, that is a it's a brick. I've never known anyone who had a thrill in it, but it's a multi-purpose, you know, Swiss Army knife. However, if you got a DRZ 400 Supermoto yeah. and dirt wheels, you're getting closer to matching the thrill. I or just think. buy but an XR. But it's not helping you avoid tickets. Just I'll, I'll just XR. say, like, <laughs> what state are you in? Can you do street legal a CRF? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. get a 450RX. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yep. So, um, yeah, if, if, really, to have a DR650, it's it's very heavy on the dirt. That's going to be more of a touring rally bike. Um, if you want to be able to go do dirt, I think you need to look at something uh, lighter weight or something that is thrilling like a DRZ Supermoto and an extra set of wheels. I, I will say that 17-inch uh, wheels on dirt is quite festive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You did the festive sheet iron with nice that, word didn't for you? It. Oh, I boy. I remember All right. That. So what do you got there, Jim? All right. Hey, I got one here from Mark Hoover. Hey, Mark from Chico, hey, Mark. local hey. talent, West hey. Coast boy. Been enjoying last weekend. Been in, uh, enjoying the show for a few months now. My question is about his 1980 Yamaha XS400. 
uh-huh. like it so far. I got the bike after been sitting for 29 years. Wow. Damn. Wow. Jesus. 29? Um, 29. Remarkably, the tanking carbs were clean, and all Ooh. she needed was a battery of a new pet cock. He likes that word. And some fresh oil. <laughs> <laughs> Started right up on the third kick. I'm nice. calling bullshit wow. on that. That's insane. I'm the calling bullshit. The carbs could have been drained. I believe yeah. Somebody yeah. did yeah. something. It must have been yeah. drained. Somebody did something. Okay. Anyway, uh, but I, I'm going to throw this over to you, Chris, in a minute. Uh-oh. So now that I know she runs, it's time to get work on the fun stuff. Uh, I'm new to motorcycles. Don't know what I'm doing. So far, so good. Um, his interest in the bike is as a machinist, a welder, a fabricator, and a lover of mechanical mayhem. You got a, you got a nice step ahead of a lot of people. That being yeah, said, yeah, I intend to make this stock bike into something it's not right now. So I'm not into the cafe thing. That's good. So I'm leaning more towards chopper bobber creation. I must admit that the more um, and more I'm interested in writing each day, I plan to take the new rider course. Um, as a new rider, do you think it would be a mistake to build my bike as a hardtail, or do you think yes. I should try to keep the rear suspension? Keep the suspension. Keep the yeah. suspension. Um, it's I have 400. You're not going to go fast enough. Yeah, unless fine. you really enjoy like losing traction in your entire rear wheel when you hit a grip, uh, hit a bump a little too fast. Keep the suspension. But on an XS 650, are you hitting no, freeway speeds or 400? It yeah, even worse. Like, are you hitting freeway speeds? You don't yeah. have to. You can do that. Like then hardtails are fine. Yeah. So. I don't. I personally don't have any hardtails, and I don't actually recommend them. But you but know, you if get it's only it. a 400. Yeah. All right. So he says, I have a feeling this won't be my last bike, says Mark Hoover. Um, so I'm not worried about versatility too much. Um, also, as long as I'm going to be hacking, cutting, and modding, is there anything keeping me from changing the rear wheel size? 16 inch seems to be limiting my tire selection. Hmm. Ooh, you get if you if you know how to do spacers properly. I mean, finding another wheel that's going to go on and that the uh, sprocket is going to align. Yeah, that's go down that's to 15 and put one of those TW200 donut tires on it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> really, if if your idea is bobber chopper, 16 is your best option. Is that's what yeah, everyone is. Yeah, right. So I think that's a, that is a great bike so, to do that on. Though I did want to say something because we have a, a lot of guys come in here, like um, Joe, who bought that CB750. It's a Nighthawk. Night yeah. CB750 Nighthawk, right? Yep. It's just a black Nighthawk. There's nothing special about that bike except it's just a solid bike and of course as soon as he got it running right and then he starts saying so now i think i want to like chop it up and want to do this and i no, no. <laughs> and i had a speech prepared from uh, for him and i said here's the deal i know this is the trend that everyone wants to chop these bikes up back in the day when I was buying bikes, you would get your J.C. Whitney or Dennis Kirk catalog <laughs> and you would buy accessories. We accessorized our bikes. We didn't yeah. chop them It's called up. personalization, not customization. Personalization. And, and I just wanted Farkle. to like do a little yeah. PSA about Farkles because a lot of people are losing touch with that. <laughs> Farkles are awesome. Respect Wait, the fact, I'm on the every same time. page because if this thing is that old and it obviously has okay. been kept well, it's probably an awesome condition. It's well, been kept okay. Yeah. My my brief take on it is like if he's you know mechanically very mechanically inclined, ride that thing with a suspension and then ride it without 
and make it rigid and kind of compare. Well, I'd can, imagine you could kind of like yeah, more. You could always throw it back. Hold on, hold on, maybe, maybe before a you machinist, can, you could always do some struts and try it out. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah. honestly, before from a guy with a lot of unfinished projects, just ride the damn thing. Yeah. yeah that's exactly. What, and speaking of Farkles, there's somebody in the room who got a new Farkle today. Wait, so, sorry. What would you say, Bagel? Yeah, I was just gonna say before you chop it, actually just put like some some solid braces in there to see how well you like oh, yeah. it. Yeah. That's oh, what yeah. the cheers. That is good. Oh, that's a great idea. So, Ma, you got a new Farkle on your Harley today. Oh, Liza, I know where this one's going. <laughs> so, is it made by Speed Merchant? I, I thought he got two. Because it should be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I got a really great cup holder for my Sportster. Got a yeah. long trip home back to Portland, and Liza set me up with an awesome cup holder. <laughs> yep, it's not <laughs> a dildo, is it? <laughs> so, this is one of the the zero three D dot com. Uh, they had sent us a cup holder that had not been appropriate for anyone's bikes yet and i saw his harley and i'm like ooh, he looks like the type of guy who could use a cup holder (laughs) and it mounted up really easy and it looks good on there and it's actually really well built and it's it's what do you, you you like it Oh, yeah, it's really nice. And it's funny you said the word mount. So uh, it was really nice of her to give me this cup holder. We mounted it. And then all of a sudden, I had a swarm of misfits around me complimenting my Harley. And that's when the spider sense kicked in. (laughs) It's like that feeling when you can tell there's a ghost in the room. And then your arm hair stand up. But you know it's a dick and not a ghost. (laughs) What was the the thing that you were saying? I'm experiencing what I heard. Did you get a photo? Did you get a photo? Yeah, I figured that was going to happen. He, at yeah, some point. He, his right. senses went off, but not quick enough because it already <laughs> been done. The, the circus descended. There was it was plans of who's distracting, who's doing this. It was calculated, you know, misleading and planting of. And hey, let's yep. take a oh wait a minute, yeah, it's click too late. I, I put that fourteen <laughs> inch dildo underneath my jacket like it was a sword, son. Like <laughs> like a goddamn like uh, it's not the first time MP five personal <laughs> defense weapon like type shit I kind of imagine that when that would happen if it were to happen I would pick it up and do something funny with it then I saw the dildo and it was terrifying <laughs> it was massive and it was dirty and it looked like it wanted me to apologize to it it's pretty bad how have no, we not done bad. sword fights it wants you to slap no, it up against Nox's head there have been sword fights oh okay <laughs> there are two tell, tell me Chris does that, that look like an unsuspecting victim right there he has no idea <laughs> no idea <laughs> Is that an Iron 883 with a lifted tank? It's a uh, Nightster. Only made him for oh. five years. Yeah, it's beautiful a beautiful 1200. A 1200 Iron 883. <laughs> <laughs> the only difference Wait, is it's a, it's a 1200 with spokes instead of the mags in yeah. an 883. They're actually super bitching. Oh, and, and real quickly, one of the things you did while you're down here... You got your seat done on that. I did. Oh, you go to Corbin? I went to Corbin. Oh, in person. I was crashed at Corbin, too, because there's that speed bump right before you get to it, yep. and I wanted to be the first one there, so I was hauling ass down <laughs> there. I took that Sportster Airborne for a second, oh, followed shit. by panic and a lot of front brake. But hey, <laughs> I got there, didn't wreck. Just ride it out. And so, I got an amazing seat. Took ha- seven and a half hours. Yeah. Julio was super patient, and it's a beautiful seat. I, I, and I just I love that that's a thing. Chris, have you ever done this? That you can go to Corbin and they'll custom yeah, carve went, it to your I went ass. into Saddleman and I was like, hey, I uh, need a seat. And then they did it for me. All right. Okay. So Saddleman works with Speed Merchant and everyone. And, uh, and they're yeah. known, very known in the flat track. Um, but, but could you have breakfast at the same time? I'm sure I could. Okay. <laughs> Corbin's always good for breakfast. I get special yeah. treatment at a few places. Saddleman's well, definitely one. <laughs> yeah, Cor- Corbin has a 50s diner in his factory. 
They don't have that at Yeah, exactly. Um, so <laughs> I got a pancake, Jack. Those I'm glad to hear, valuable. though, that you got <laughs> that you got the the treatment over at the Corbin factory. Have you been enjoying your your trip so far? Oh, it's been amazing. Took the uh, 101 down to the one, and by the way, the first 20 miles of the one heading south is incredible. Like right after, mm. right off of 101. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. That's the only sense. part of the one, like better. between here and and slow, that I haven't done because I did it, I did it in the dark. I did it on the like three there. years ago. Yeah. I had it was my first time in California, and I did it in the freaking dark. That's not an easy road in the dark. No, it's Ooh. not. I was no, dragging exhaust on one side, stern on the other. It was <laughs> rough, but it was fantastic. It was beautiful, and I was pushing the bike to its limits. Oh. So it was great. Nice. And did we say you, where you came from? Came from Portland. There you go. You Can't can just tell by he's got the, the beard, the flannel, the, the whole flannel, thing. Going. We got interstate oh, guests yeah. up in the motherfucking no, house. If you son. if you mm-hmm. take a photo of modern Portland, you could match it up. Yeah, I know. And then Andrew, you you showed up today. Where did you come from? Hey, oh, Denver, Denver, Colorado. Oh, wow. Damn. Damn. Nice. Nice. And what are you riding today? Mile high. <laughs> I am riding a uh, a rental, uh-huh. Uh-huh. A brand new Fat Bob. It's fat. It's nice. Mm. It's, it's Bobby. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> actually, I'm considering changing my name to Robert just so people can call me Bob while I'm riding it. <laughs> and uh, have you been enjoying that bike? Yeah, I have. I actually have. I mean, uh, again, it's a rental, so it's not like I have it set up to be comfortable for myself. Right. But the the power's great. It the the pipes are weird. It doesn't sound like a Harley. It feels like a Harley, yeah. but it doesn't quiet. sound like yeah, yeah. It's so quiet. I'm super into that. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is the this is the Harley V Max. Whoa. <laughs> Now, now I'm just wow. gonna, now I'm just gonna call a tow truck. And that's, have offensive to Har- that's offensive to Harley. That's offensive to Harley and Vmaxes. What what is your ride back home? Uh, which one? Both of them. Uh, All of them. Each yeah, one. I have a lot of bikes. Okay. What do you mean? What, Wait. Your top three. Top three. Great. Uh, I have a '99 ZRX 1100. Okay. Mm. Uh, still completely stock. How, how green is it? Very green. Okay. Nice. Very green. What <laughs> does anybody know? What dope. year they changed from the Eddie Lawson green to the current incarnation of green? Oh, the the bright neon green. Yeah, right yeah. that's the good hmm. green. Anyways, uh, the next one's probably a 1966 FLH. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. I picked What's that one. What's an FLH? And how black is that? It's blue. Ooh. Electric nice. Glide and blue. Oh, nice. oh it's an Electric Glide? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's the first year of the shovel head, first year of the Electric Glide. Oh, cool. I picked it up in... Actually, a friend picked it up for me in... Uh, some Triumph guy, some Brit guy's uh, barn in uh, Northwest Ohio. And it's completely, completely stock uh, for the most part. <laughs> And then, yeah, I guess I, I, my third bike is actually going to be a lot of bikes, and it's any okay. and it's any 1982 or 1983 dual overhead cam 900 cc plus. Oh, so like, uh, like, like you got uh, any Fs in there? Wait, do you? I, they're all Fs. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're all Fs. Uh, but I'll just go ahead and say the 1983 CB 1100 F. Okay, that's a good ride. Do you want a very, very rusty rides. Magna? No, no, I don't like V engines. No. I'm a CB guy. In line, please. Well, awesome. Smart and man. and what brought you out here? Uh, so uh, I've I've been thinking about this. Have you ever noticed how when maybe you buy a bike, all of a sudden you start seeing that bike around a lot more? Yes. So mm-hmm. back in November, 
me and my friend Amanda Steele started a community garage in Denver called Filthy Friday. And lo lo and behold, lo and behold, motorcycles and misfits and recycle came on my radar. And I really just came out here to to witness this and to Aww. be here. Are we, are we gonna like really? form together yeah. like oh, fucking cool. Voltron and shit? Yeah, well that's <laughs> what I was, that's what I was hoping for. Do you know uh, you know any of the shops in Denver? You know, yeah. my, you know my buddy Wes at Three Oh, Pits? I know Wes very well. <laughs> Look uh, at this! We it's actually, happening! We actually, uh, <laughs> we, uh, Three Pence and Wes hosted, we did a Motorcycle Mechanics Appreciation May. Oh, nice. And they hosted oh. our uh, first Filthy Friday, cool. uh, you know, the first Friday of the month. And it was a lot of fun. We got some good footage of uh, uh, Wes and Alex both racing around <laughs> on mini bikes. Yeah. We have, so we have our DS80s, which are like our Filthy Friday bikes, our race bikes and uh then of course they have their giant you know either their pit bikes or their alex's z50 with the what 185 in it i don't know what he's got <laughs> yeah but Two stroke but no i know those guys really well yeah, and i figured i figured you knew him too so you know the secret to a successful community garage oh please chairs we're so lacking on chairs put, ch- put chairs out <laughs> yeah go to home depot seriously like go to home depot and get those fucking shitty lawn chairs yeah. just a yard sale yeah yeah well, or a yard sale yeah well so starting Thanks. in november what, what what i found out that the trick was a fire because we went all throughout uh, yeah. all oh, throughout the winter yeah nice nice so now i gotta ask both of you what your up the butt bikes are i'm you've had time to think of this yeah. Like up the butt being, I would like that bike up my butt, please. Uh, no, it's a, it's a bike you look at and you go, I take it up the butt for that. Oh so yeah, close. that was, that was ambitious one. though. <laughs> yeah, but wait a minute. Let, I would like to know what bike you think you can get up your butt. <laughs> I mean, That's a different kind of fetish. We'll, we'll start with a Z50 and go up from there. There's a whole there's a whole wall behind Liza yeah. you can choose. I was just gonna say some of them might even have the ability. Hold on, let me. I'll go for the streamliner. Let me go get the Crisco. All right, I can, I can so, see the X right um, now. Andrew, what is your up the butt bike? So uh, it's an easy one, and yeah. it's it's a uh, it's it is uh, modeled after the F's, but it is an R. Uh-huh. But it, it's the 1982 CB 1100 R, which was not brought to the Americas. Is that Japanese yeah. only? I know exactly what you're no, talking uh, about. No, fully Europe, fared, right? Yeah, fully fared. Yep. It, was it was like a amalgamation the, oh, race like the bike. like the 1100F, right? But full fairing and a little... Yeah, and yeah. Uh, wow. I think hotter cams, different yeah. crank, like a lot of... Yeah, that, that I would actually... I. Yeah. Uh-huh. In front okay. of all of you all, yep. with the right amount of lube, I would take it up the butt <laughs> right. to own that bike. All right. And M.A., what is your up-the-butt bike? All right. I've got a reason for mine. It's a 2018 YZ250. Okay. Uh-huh. Mm. And it's because that's a bike that if I get that bike, no one's going to ask questions. If I come up with a, like a lightning motorcycle, people are going to say, oh, how'd you get that bike? How much does that cost? YZ250, I can earn it in the woods and ride it in the woods. No one's going to ask anything. You'll remember the woods Yamaha more than one. Are they big into two strokes again now? They're big into my butt? Uh, maybe more than <laughs> two strokes. I thought Yamaha was the one that them. kept the two strokes alive as they were dying. They're they also the ones that yeah. brought the four strokes in. They yeah. dropped the WR250. That was the thing a lot of people are bummed about. Oh, the 250X? I don't know why. Uh, it's so uh, heavy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just got the higher gearing. It's a YZ. Hey, you know what, though? Yeah. You guys talk a lot about DRZ400s. The WR was like, what, three horsepower less? And yeah. weighed, was weighed a lot less also? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's one you get a lot of speed with, too, because it's got the higher gearing on it. So. Somebody yeah. listens to Awesome. Well, it's, a, it's an interesting uh, way that that power is delivered, though. It's really up there. <laughs> I'm actually going uh, yeah? to ride one in a week. Yeah. 
Well, I'm glad you guys Very got ready. to come up and hang out. Did you have fun? I know it started out slow. It didn't, but, didn't start out slow for me. All right. No, I just I, I dove right in helping with that CB750. That was very nice. Thank you. Yeah, getting cool. the uh, the chain and sprocket done on that. Yeah, I, and I think Emma told me that, what was his name? Joe. Joe requires constant supervision. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Bless his yeah. little <laughs> But he, yeah, he looked good ripping that around with the new chain and sprockets and everything. So. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Happy camper. And you guys got to do a little West Cliff ride today? Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah, we were awesome. t- we were trying to follow Cat. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the boys say. Hey. <laughs> I saw a group went out for a ride, and half the group came back. <laughs> I did my best to keep up with her, but when I caught up with her, she was already revving at some asshole in a car that she was mad at. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, they stopped in the middle of the fucking road and put their hazards on like that would help. Oh Jesus. And then like okay. sixty-five people piled out of this car, and I'm like, this is a fucking road. It's not a parking spot. Well, well I'm glad to wait, see. I saw what somebody the out car? of their car on was it an Uber? today. Cat so. is a very. It, uh, no, makes you feel by the boardwalk, it was not even a minivan. It was a Honda Civic. Oh, well, I'm glad to oh, see you've learned your God. lessons. Ken. Oh, I have. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. So, um, thank you guys for coming, and I'm glad you got to hang out and get a little bit of everybody. Um, we were we were getting shit done today, and it was just another nice day here in the garage. Yeah. Um, upcoming stuff. I know. Uh, I said that Jim and I are going to be going down to LA, and then in uh, July we're all getting getting ready for AMA Vintage Days. Oh so, I'll so, see you guys there, actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll see you guys there, too. And I actually made a connection with Emma today. Uh, that, that So I'm at Vintage Days every year, and we throw a party in the back corner of the campground. Where Wait a minute, we, we are. are. That's where we are. So well, I'm, I'm, I, I don't know if you guys know this. I'm the captain. We're we- Wait, were I've you the guy? You. I yeah. talked to you too. I, I'm, I'm the captain. I'm the oh, guy. Nice. That, You're the guy on the microphone. Obnoxiously on the microphone. Yeah. Yeah. Do you re- so? Do you remember this last year when now? Phil and Zach pulled up yeah. on the milk this crate? Yes. Yeah. yes. And the whole like spray, spray paint, paint with in the silver face paint. And, yeah. and the, <laughs> the, the <laughs> body suit. Okay, the American, like it was. Uh, yes. I, mean, I think I think we reached peak misfits. Yes. I know. I know. It's like. Yeah. Uh-huh. Too. Wait, what are you doing? What are you flipping Life over? Life of a racer. No, I have. Uh, yeah, I have X Games qualifier in June. Uh, coming up in a few weeks. What are you then, doing? Are you ice racing or some shit or what? Who looking flat track's been at X Games for kind of three years now, and this year is going to be like way more official. Wow. Yeah, dude, that's dope. Yeah, Knock wants so. your autograph. You have a You gotta do a small autograph. <laughs> What's your announcement? Self burn. Those yeah. are rare. I just uh, wanted to let everybody know I am going to be starting the ca- scooter cannonball run yes. next nice. Saturday oh. from Morro Bay, California, heading to Virginia Beach ten days later. <laughs> Break and a leg. Thank you. Hopefully not a scooter. Um, and uh, so I will be off the podcast for a while. 
but uh, we'll look forward no. to chatting with y'all when I come back. Yeah. So I'm basically going to ride out there, then ride up to Boston, fly home for two weeks, and then fly back out to, r- to ride from Boston to Vintage Motorcycle Days and meet up with everybody there. Oh, that's amazing. Wait, oh, that's a cool So what day are you awesome. leaving? The 26th? Uh, I'm leaving Morrow Bay the 26th. Okay, uh, leaving so here on I have Friday a van and a trailer going that direction if you need anything. Oh, that's good. Cool. Oh, <laughs> I appreciate it. Can you take an extra engine with you? <laughs> yeah, no, a whole bunch of valves. That's cool. We've, we've I'm got taking six hooligan bikes. I'm sure I can take scooter parts. Nice. Well, I've got a, I've got a support truck, so I'm good. But thank okay. you. Awesome. So we got a lot of things going on. Yeah. So uh, this is a time to thank everyone for listening and making it this far, especially our Patreon subscribers and our YouTube video watchers and our cool, Facebook cool. followers. And we vaguely kept it under two Instagram. Hours. What do you call those peoples? <laughs> They're followers, uh, too. Yeah, followers. I'm so more like stalkers. Thank you, everyone, for listening. <laughs> and thank you, Chris, for stopping by. No problem. I know it's was, it was hell getting out of there in time. Lots of traffic. And thank you guys for coming and spending the time if you're if uh anyone else is uh coming to town just let us know and come hang out with us and especially if you stock the beer with fridge thank you very much stock the beer with fridge please stock the beer with fridge stock the beer with fridge there you go stock the beer with fridge I think we're ready to get out of here just remember to go to motorcyclesandmisfits.com and that's where you'll find out how to contact us to let us know you're coming by to stock the beer with fridge <laughs> On that Lean note, into it. Thanks for listening. This is Eliza. Chris. Isaac. <laughs> Bagel. Meow. AMA. Andrew. Aloha. This is Knock. This is Knock. <laughs> <laughs> and we're out of here. Cool. Cool.